You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Wax on, wax off. Hello, Internet. That's a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. Work's been rough. Frog pussy, hell yeah. Final Fantasy XIV. The Dark Tower. (laughs) All right. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Tad Pog. Tyler and Dave and Ian play old games this week. We're continuing our our streak of movies and movie games with uh, the Karate Kid. The the, Karate Kid. The Karate Kid for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Or as I still call it. it (laughs) (laughs) As I still call it, the regular Nintendo. Mm -hmm. It's not super, just regular Nintendo. Uh, So, yeah, before uh, the Karate Kid, both movie and game, what you guys been doing? It's been a week. Mm-hmm. Some worse than others. Some worse than others. Uh, some of us have had worse weeks than others, but it's about about par for the course, mm-hmm. you know. Um, had a, a originally, I had an appointment today to talk to uh, a roofer about roofing our house. Yeah, because uh, we're we when it, after the snow and all the heavy rain we had. Mm-hmm. I had originally thought there were stains in my ceiling over my kitchen. Yeah, area. it's not a good sign ever. But those were there from a previous leak that we had had fixed. And after all this rain and stuff we had, Tanya mentioned to me that the stains were getting bigger. Mm-hmm. This was after, you know, three or four years after we had it fixed. So, uh, so you're doing a bathtub up in the. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, well, I originally thought, nah, she's imagining things. We've been cooped up in the house for three weeks because of the weather. Cabin fever. She's got cabin fever. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it rained for another couple of days, and she pointed out to me that, in fact, with pictures, it's proof this time it is, in fact, leaking. And so... Shit. Yeah, I took a... I thought about just trying to get it repaired again, but we don't know the people we used to know that were like handyman types that would. I don't. I'm, I'm pretty handy with most things, but like roof repair and stuff, stuff is, you could fall down and die. You yeah, probably. I'm not super great at. And really, I could probably fix it, but finding the leak is the problem, and my attic is a confusing and dangerous place to be. But because of the weather, could this be an insurance claim? I don't think so i i i may ask that question of my agent and mm-hmm. see what they have to say but my agent is notorious for just basically telling me no every single time i've ever asked is this a thing i can write off on my insurance so, so. do we want to scrap what we've recorded so far start over and then the next time there's heavy winds um then you put the claim in <laughs> 
Or, uh-uh. or I could just very somehow arrange for a giant stick <laughs> to fall from one of the trees above my house uh-huh. onto my roof. But so the guy was supposed to come today, or so I thought. When I talked to the person that scheduled the appointment at the roofing company, she had originally said, "We'll we'll schedule this for Thursday." February the 2nd. And so I put it on my calendar as thir- two, a week from today, a week from now, which was last week, last Thursday. And they had sent me several confirmation emails and I wasn't really looking at very carefully. I came in at two, I took off work. I came in at two o'clock, which is when the guy's supposed to be there. 2.30 rolls around. He hasn't showed up. I'm about to call and complain when I look at the email again and realize that it was for Friday, February the 2nd. Today is the 1st, mm-hmm. and I, she gave me the wrong day of the week, but the right day. So, so now I've got to go... Thursday, th- February 2nd. Yeah. yeah. So now i got to go through... I went with the Thursday. She said, can, you, right. can, we, can we come out next Thursday? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, February 2nd, is that okay? Yes. My schedule had Thursday. Hers had the 2nd. And so tomorrow they'll come out. Hopefully it won't be. I know it's going to be stupidly expensive. Yes. But it is a roof. I know. But try to see if I can finance it and, you know, go through all that crap. Yeah. Fortunately, a bunch of stuff that I had been paying on for the last couple of years, I'm paying off next month. And it'll come to probably about what the monthly payment will be for my new roof. So I won't get ahead at all. That's that's usually the way that sucks. Things but at work least out. it won't be worse. Hopefully not. I mean, I don't know what the payment's going to be, but if it's more than my house payment, I'm going to be upset. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, that was that was my week. Of course, you know, check off your bingo cards. Work was a shit show. Um, Girl, same. Yeah, it was bad this week. They've piled a bunch more new tasks onto me and John. Uh, new tasks. New tasks. I bet you got projects. big raises, though. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting, we're getting load, right? huge amounts of money. Is it, That's is how it, business works. Yeah, <laughs> they're paying us way more. So all that really just solves all my That's financial great. problems. Don't have to worry about that more roof work anymore. equals more pay, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Crickets. <laughs> so anyway, aside from being... Going through all that this week and just dealing with the mundane horse shit of the day to day. I have continued watching Fargo. Nice. I'm now in season four of wow. Fargo. How many seasons are there? Five so far. Um, you don't have very far to go. Yeah. And I, I, I was looking for that in my head. I was like, where? <laughs> there's somewhere, somewhere. Glad you got it. Yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks. That's, that's good. Um, <laughs> It took me a sec. I'm a little slow. Anyway, we had a... It's not your fault. No, it's the no, joke's no. fault. No, no, it's, it's mine. <laughs> uh, no, we wa- I watched it Fargo this past week, and it's, it's one of those that I kind of don't stop watching, So I and I watch it when I walk on the treadmill. Mm. So, uh, you know, that's an hour. That's yeah. one episode gone I'm every day at that. least. That's awesome. So... Um, but man, it's it's been a really fun show. I've really enjoyed it. I mean, 
um, sort of the list of names of people who are, have been in this show is, I mean, you know. Ralph Macchio. Not Ralph Macchio, but Ewan McGregor is okay, in it. Okay, all right. Uh, Mary As Elizabeth, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yes. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, oh. Ramona uh-huh. from Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. is in it. That's just season three. Um, you know, just the whole thing is uh, Kirsten Dunst is in season two. It's wild. Uh, it's just loaded up with stuff. And there's lots of really good callbacks to the original movie and also other Coen Brothers films. Uh, which are which is nice. Uh, it's a really neat little. If you're a fan of any of those movies, you know mm-hmm. you, those little jokes aren't lost on you. Uh, so I've enjoyed it. Uh, we also watched um, the latest Mission Impossible movie, Dead Reckoning, uh, starring Tom Cruise at all. Uh, Haley or uh, oh God, what's her name? Atwell, Captain Carter. The one that plays Captain Carter and is in it with him, and a few, of course, Simon Pegg, Bing Rames, all the right. all the old standbys are there. Uh, great movie. It's in three parts, from what I understand. That's so, wild. It's crazy because like this one was like two hours and something like forty minutes long. Good God! But what was what was cool about it? I love the Mission Impossible movies. I'm not. We, you know, we did Top Gun last week, and, yeah. and the, the older I get, the more I dislike Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. But I do like his movies, and I do like him in mo- in most of the movies he's in. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with watching a Tom Cruise movie. I've been a huge fan of the Mission Impossible movies since the '90s, um, and he's been very dedicated to that franchise. So I appreciate that they haven't had to replace him. Uh, and the movie went by really fast. Uh, for me, it was like That's good, really it's almost three hours. It was an excellent film. Yeah. And uh, if you if you give a shit at all about the Mission Impossible films, I highly recommend it. Four stars. Wasn't Sage says check it out. I like the ones that I've seen. I haven't seen all of them, but the ones yeah. that I've seen have been like, yeah, that was. I like that. That was entertaining. The and- only. The only one that had like sort of problem areas for me was Mission Impossible Two, and I think that was like John Woo I that did that, that film. One. It had a lot of technical and visual glitches in it, mm. like things that were that normally you wouldn't notice, but they were kind of blatant, and it was hard to miss them. Like in one scene, you've got this guy riding a motorcycle, and he's on the highway, and it's a speed bike, mm-hmm. like. Real a crotch rocket, uh-huh. you know, on street tires. The like in the next scene, he's riding through the fucking sand on it, and it's got knobby tires. And it wasn't like Batman tire type. It uh-huh. changed. It was just a. It was kind of a An bad editing, editing yeah, thing. They kind of couldn't like avoid. When Batman comes up the stock exchange, it's night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it was. It was kind of things like that were just more directorial slash technical issues yeah. that that didn't necessarily take away from the movie. It was it just, just it sounds distracting. It, it is distracting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So but anyway, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, uh again, four stars. Check it out. I loved it. Um and the last thing I wanted to mention today from a pop culture standpoint at least the uh poster 
for the new Beetlejuice movie came out today. Yeah, I saw that. The title of I the know. movie is one of my favorite things ever. What? It's it's Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Right. That is the most so brilliant. So implies a third one. It is does also imply a third one. one. That was the mm-hmm. first thing I thought of, too. Yep. I cannot wait for Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, because... I've been waiting for this for a long time. I know Jenna Ortega is in it. I'm a huge fan of hers. I love Beetlejuice. I love Mm -hmm. the fact that they're finally doing this and the marketing for this movie, the promo poster, the the one sheet. That's one that I would actually have in my house Mm -hmm. because it's so well done. First person Uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah. With him holding holding the, he's holding the, the long ticker tape mm-hmm. from like he's in the waiting room at the end of the first one mm-hmm. and the numbers between his thumbs are the release date, right? So it's just pretty clever. It's very clever. Mm-hmm. They really really put some good thought and marketing into this yep. and I can, and I hope I hope that the movie is done with as much care and thought and love as just the fucking poster was. Me too. And the and the fact that they're calling it Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, it's the best. It's the best idea they could have possibly mm-hmm. come up with that doesn't get any better than that. And like you said, Tyler. Beetlejuicier would have been okay. but Beetlejuicier, yeah. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, yeah. Uh, but like you said, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice has mm-hmm. to be the third. There has to be yep. a third one, you know, just because that was the whole shtick. So. In 20 more years, 30 more years. Yeah, Michael Keaton will <laughs> still be around, right? <laughs> But anyway, that's my pop culture moment, my pop culture corner for the week. Um, I'm sure something else will come to mind uh, when you guys tell us what you've been up to this week, Dave. Uh, it's been a bad week, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to get into a whole lot of it because I don't want to bring down the show, the energy of the show. Um, but... Work's been rough. I can say that. Mark that on your bingo card. <laughs> um, you know, you know what I've been doing. I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I've been listening to the Dark Tower. I'm so fucking close to being done with the Wolves, uh, Wolves of the Kala. Um, so close, so close that I was like, I might be able to finish this before we record, and then I can say. I'm on the song Susanna. I know for the last eight months I've been on the Wolves of the Kala. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I'm, I am just now at the end of Wizard and Glass. Man, you're blowing. You're I'm, blowing I'm at the very end of Wastelands now. Okay. So you're there, catching right up. With Blaine, he, I think so. he's going to pass me. He's going to pass me. I don't know, man. You're, you're at a good clip. I love Wizard that. of Glass will slow you down, bro. Oh, no, that's that's the, a long one. That is true. Thick boy. Thick boy. Yeah. Um, well, Dave, we talked briefly this mm-hmm. evening. Before Tyler got here, Tyler will bring, I'm sure, mm-hmm. bring you up to speed. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry you've had such a shitty week, bro. Thanks, man. I, 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 I hurt <laughs> for you, man. And Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's a That's tough. It is what it is. Um uh, other than that, other than Wolves of the Call of Final Fantasy XIV, of course, I'm almost through the Endwalker MSQ pre-patch stuff, which means that I'm like, I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting to current. I'm nice. getting to current. I saw you hit the big 90. Got 90 on Black Mage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Impressed yeah. with yeah. that. Like the day, the what, hours after we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. 
And then, homeboy went home and got started. Uh huh. Well, actually, what it was, I did one P, one round of PvP and it hit ninety. Ah, That's all. Good. So I was that close. I love that. So I was like, okay, put Black Mage on the shelf. All right. And then uh, Dancer is at eighty nine, halfway to cap. So about halfway to level ninety. And then so I'm working on Bard now. Okay. Bard's at sixty eight. Mm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Don't love it. But it's another one where it's like, all right, we'll get this to 90 and then probably uh, move on. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. If I even decide to do that, I might just move back to Monk. Get your Mott's cap. Yeah. Yeah. Mott showed up for a brief moment in a a Final Fantasy XI crossover event. Yeah. As a PNG, it's not like he he didn't fight Mm. him or anything. Mm. (laughs) Damn. But yeah, they did. Memories of Rhapsody. Uh, they did a little crossover event where um, you could get like some an armor set from Final Fantasy XI. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, it was pretty neat. That's where uh, the Seeker and the Bone Dragon. Uh, that's why they okay. Yeah, because I sent you a screenshot. Yeah, and I was like, man, oh I shit! That, I, had thought of, <laughs> I hadn't thought of the Seeker in like yeah. a, a minute. That was like a rank three fight mm-hmm. from Final Fantasy XI. Uh, a mission fight. Um, and that brought me back because I didn't play. I played a lot of Final Fantasy. Colo Colo and the Bats or whatever were the only thing that would have been more nostalgic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they like what they specifically like targeted me, and they're like, "Okay, the Guzgan Mines." And there's a bunch of skeletons. <laughs> um, so that was cool. They're doing like this um, hunt for Genesis, like Moogle Tomes event right now, which is like kind of pulling me away from the MSQ and it's a limited time thing. So it's kind of one of those or it's like, yeah, okay, I'll put some energy into this. It's fun. I mean, I like it. So it's not like a big, it's way more fun than grinding the MSQ. <laughs> I like the story just fine, but like sitting down and doing like a big chunk of it can be a little fatiguing. Yeah. Cause it's, it's really a watching a lot of cutscenes, And <laughs> I know I used to be like, in, I used to like be so pumped when I'd hit a cutscene. Yeah. Any anything. Yeah, yeah. And then I played Xenosaga. Now Sonic. I'm like, <laughs> I got over it. hurry up! I want to play more. I want to play. Yeah, I like <laughs> playing the game. Uh, Is this tutorial still going? <laughs> so then that's not the MSQ's fine. The story of Endwalker, I think, has been pretty okay. It's no, it's no Shadowbringers. That I, yeah. feel, I honestly feel like. I wish they could package Shadowbringers separately and like release it and let people just play it by itself because I think that was a really a really cool, um, really cool expansion. But that's kind of it. Sorry, uh, sorry for the boring week. Yeah, it's all right. I'm I was. I'm you glad you're here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. You mentioned. I. You got me thinking about games. I've been playing Overwatch this week. A little. I put Hades down for a bit, kind of got burned on it, and mm-hmm. I was about, I'm kind of playing Overwatch on the reg, trying to see if I can max out the Battle Pass. Once you get the Battle Pass finished, you've got like 10 more prestige tiers that you can earn, which are just titles. But I just want to see if I can do it. Right, I don't, yeah, of course. I don't think I can. Well, like, I mean, but it's fun to try. I don't know, though, because like the new season is supposed to not start until like February 9th. So I've got another probably week and a half mm-hmm. to grind at it and see. But what got me, th- what, what I wanted to mention, and I mentioned this in the Discord, you know, so Blizzard 
was acquired by Microsoft recently, officially. And I was excited. I thought, this is going to be awesome. You know, they're going to re, they're going to fix all the broken monetization of their games. They're going to make it, they're going to go back and try to bring it back around a little bit. I, that was naive of me to think so. And if I'm wrong, I will, I will say so. But I was really pumped because season nine is coming. They're supposed to be in Overwatch and they're supposed to be restructuring Overwatch 2. And they're supposed to be restructuring like competitive and fixing some of the matchmaking problems they've been having and, you know, all this stuff. And then I found out that they fired a whole shitload of people. Yeah. And a lot of those were in Blizzard, Blizzard and a lot of those were the team that was sort of responsible for the Overwatch Esports League, mm -hmm. which has been disbanded. Um, they shut all that down, which, I, to be fair, it was hemorrhaging money. And so they, that's why they got rid of it. It was just, it wasn't getting enough attention. It wasn't generating any revenue. But anyway, I found out that the new CEO of Activision Blizzard is the woman who up until recently was the CEO in charge of Call of Duty. Ooh. And so she is probably going to do to Overwatch uh, what she did to Call of Duty, which is, again, make it a big cash grab, even bigger cash grab. And I'm, I'm worried about it, and I'm going to say now all of these negative things because usually when I say big, positive, optimistic things, it goes in the other direction. So I'm saying big, say some shitty big negative, shitty <laughs> stuff. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, because I need that to be good. It's going to suck. I mean, right. look, the post, everything was in the poster. <laughs> Their whole budget, they blew on the marketing for the one poster. The rest of the movie is going to be garbage. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate no, it. No, most of the time when I say stuff about Overwatch and about other things like that. I I want to be optimistic and I want to be, you know, and say I see big things, but I'm also super naive because Blizzard will say big changes, big improvements on the horizon and I'm stupid enough to believe it. Cuz it's, it's historically never gotten better with Blizzard. It almost always gets worse. Um, and then it never gets better. Like, you know, they'll say, oh, it gets, has to get worse before it gets better. Well, we're in worse. I think it's over. That's my attitude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, not to be like a fatalist about it or anything, but I mean, I, I was excited with the Microsoft, the, with the acquisition yeah. because for one reason, and that was because, oh, I buy, I have Game Pass. So I'm going to... Same. So Blizzard games. All right. And but, I was thinking the same thing. But now I'm also kind of like, but I don't really like a lot of Blizzard games anymore. So I, I love Overwatch, and I always will. And what I'm hoping is that there are some, like, incentives for Game Pass, you know, like skins and things right. that are exclusive yeah. to the Microsoft community right. and then punish the PlayStation people. Mm -hmm. Not that I have anything against them, but, you know, why not? <laughs> <laughs> But no, I just think that as an Xbox consumer, as a Microsoft, you know, I've chosen sides and Xbox is, I, I was glad to see that for the same reason, hoping to see in-game benefits, mm -hmm. improvement in gameplay. I know that Microsoft tends to be somewhat hands-off mm -hmm. with regards to the stuff they acquire. 
They're like, here's your numbers, here's your goals, run the place the way you see fit, try to make it a good experience for the end user. I do, believe it or not, I do believe that is Microsoft's philosophy when it comes to shit like this. The problem is when they appoint someone like her to be the head of the company and have, and knowing what a shit show Call of Duty had become. And I haven't played Call of Duty in like a fucking hot minute, so yeah. I have no idea what's going on in I, Call of Duty. I don't know that it's gotten better, but I don't think... I just think it got worse. I think the monetization thing has taken too much precedence. And, you know, Blizzard has gotten plenty of my money <laughs> over the years Girl, for Overwatch especially because I, like, I like to me. buy skins. Mm -hmm. I like to buy stuff like that. It's cool. I like the art. I like the... I don't mind. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm supporting the game in this way. Right. But it's gotten ex crazy expensive to the point where... Even someone like me, who used to have no compunction about spending a ten bucks or twenty bucks here and there, that it's getting to the point where even twenty dollars isn't enough to buy something really that's sort of premium Ooh. because they've just got this insane value on it. Which now even someone like me, who would have not blinked an eye at it five years ago, mm -hmm. I'm now. Nah, I can't do that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's irresponsible, and I miss out on things that I kind of want or uh -huh. that I would have purchased for half the price if you didn't just inflate it so much, you know. And they, the one thing they could do that would solve my problem is bring back loot boxes. <laughs> they used to have loot boxes. They don't and, have them anymore at all. No. Okay. No, because Probably. in one or two countries they were banned because it's a, considered a form of gambling. Mm -hmm. And so they just took them away for everyone. And I thought that sucked because loot boxes were fun. Gambling's fun. Gambling is fun. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only kind of like gambling that I ever really got sort of really into mm -hmm. was buying loot boxes. I had no problem with it because, boy, I'd be chasing that yellow coin would flip out of there. It'd be a legendary skin. And uh, I'd chase that dragon uh -huh. through, you know... <laughs> However much more money. How fucked up is this? There's the gold saucer in Final Fantasy XIV, which is essentially the gold saucer from Seven, which is like a giant casino. Okay. Um, and slash I get, haunted house. Right. Slash roller coaster. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I get slash Coliseum. Yeah. <laughs> and I get sometimes I get frustrated because I'm like, this is not a casino. It's just a place where you go and win. There's not like I never feel like there are stakes in yeah, the game. Right, it's like player run casinos like they exist in fourteen, but I haven't been to one. But in Final Fantasy eleven, it was lousy with like tells and Juno, where it's like fifty fifty casino at, and then they like lift list like their their coordinates, uh -huh. and then you'd go and like give a guy money, and then you'd roll some <laughs> dice, and then. It was all like shady and that. shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I remember definitely getting scammed at least oh, once yeah. doing that. Um, but I wish I don't know. I, my whole point of that is I wish I got a th I wish I could get a fucking thrill in the gold <laughs> saucer where it's just like all it, like, just well they probably don't do this because everybody would be like maybe like all or nothing <laughs> right right and then you know destroy the economy. Perhaps. Uh huh. Well, and you know I. I just 
I don't know. I worry that Overwatch 2 is going to continue to be rife with problems. And I I truly do not want this game to go away. Yeah. Because I love it. But yeah. I want it to I want it to improve and I want it to continue to be relevant. And having heard some of the news over the last couple of weeks about things that I was initially optimistic on being less than great in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but we'll see. I th- I think there's still a lot on Overwatch. It's still a very a fairly popular game. I mean, there's always someone to play with, and maybe the quality of the community isn't what it once was, but it's okay. And it's I just hope they can keep it running and maybe breathe some life back into it. Um, or I'm going to be the guy that's the last one to log off of Overwatch and be sad about it forever. The being sad about it part sucks, but otherwise, I mean, I mean, yeah. as long as you're enjoying the game, I mean, what I can tell you is that like one of the guys I fought, one of the streamers I follow on Twitch, his name is Emong. Yeah, he plays Overwatch for eight hours a day, every day, and he has always got consistently two thousand minimum watching him so that tells me at least that there's some still interest of in that game yeah you know he's a good streamer he's a good personality but that's the only game he plays and he's really good at it and so i'm just hoping stuff like that continues and that maybe maybe i'm wrong and blizzard will listen and get their shit together so they don't lose something that's got a lot, still got a lot of potential. It's almost eight years since that game came out, and you know, it's. I think it's worth. I think it's worth preserving. I think it's worth putting the effort into to make it a pleasant experience for the game, the gamers that like it, mm-hmm. and quit just trying to milk it for money. They've made some weird decisions they really have some weird decisions some are better than others Mm -hmm. but anyway sorry i didn't mean to go off on that tangent i just you got me thinking about it when you mentioned final fantasy and i had meant to bring it up tyler what have you been up to brother uh i went and filed my taxes oh shit i still have to do that i need to get ahead of some stuff turns out i'm definitely not getting ahead of anything uh, I didn't know, but about halfway through the year, state taxes just stopped being taken out of my check. Why? They just stopped. I don't know. I got to figure that oh, out. That's a fucking problem. Shit. So when I got, I was like, so, "All right, what, what am I getting back?" Yo, seventeen hundred dollars. That's a lot. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Especially when you were expecting a refund, a big refund. Yeah, right? my you taxes. were going to get tax credits for the kids and yep. stuff, right? Yep. Yep. God. Now we owe a fuck ton because all my taxes from about half of the year, I didn't. So I owed way more. No state was taken out. Like the taxes, my taxes got, got fucked. So that wasn't fun. No. God. Uh, my <laughs> washer got shit. delayed until March. Oh my March. God. Dude. So it was December. It was January. And then later in the January, then they were like, Fuck February, March. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Can you like can you go can you get your money back and just drive to Carbondale? Well, and I was get gonna one? run no nowhere nowhere in the area. We went and Lowe's, like they checked every store within like 
100 mile radius. That's fucked. They don't. Up. They don't. Nothing's fucked. All up, their stock man. is carried by a third party provider. Lowe's doesn't carry any stock. What about for like, somebody else? I mean, like, is it? Well, just I wasn't Lowe's? gonna return the dryer. Like, I'll return the dryer and I'll just buy another set. Yeah, yeah. That's different. No, I only had 48 hours to return the dryer. Man, they gave is... three months to give me the washer, but now you only have 48 hours to return this dryer. America is fucking doomed. Right. We are fucking doomed. We're not going to make it. We're probably. not going to make it. Humans, I mean. <laughs> no. At least not the ones that live on this continent. Oh, so, yeah. And God. you can't, they will refuse to sell any floor models of any appliances. So, right. Because then they'd have to guarantee them to not break on the first day and they don't right. they know they won't so, yeah, and they'd they, have to tell people all... imagine there's a washer here <laughs> we can't get any so. yeah, we don't care <laughs> any store we don't know where they come any. from it's another company we don't know <laughs> we don't know where they come from we buy yeah. them from a bigger Lowe's <laughs> <laughs> secret Lowe's secret Lowe's secret Lowe's <laughs> I'm, no, I'm order a washer off the secret menu at Lowe's <laughs> <laughs> let me get a McWash gangbang McWash <laughs> <laughs> Because I was, then I was like, well, I guess I could go to Home Depot. Well, no, my dad's got that contractor card, so I actually get a good discount if I get it from Lowe's, but Lowe's, unless you can see it and put your hands on it and take it home with you, they don't sell it. God. That's ridiculous. So, yeah. They buy them from Amazon. Don't even know what to do about that. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't you wish your dad collected washing machines the way he'd collect cars? <laughs> yeah. That would be hilarious, too. If there was washing machine culture, like there is car culture. <laughs> Let me if I if I had just gotten the washer, I could have made do with the other dryer. Uh-huh. But instead two dryers. <laughs> Can you buy like a cheap, shitty washer? I might have to. I know a guy. Just I, I know to. a guy. I might be able to hook you up with something that will get you by. Yeah, right? that'd be great. Let me let me get. I keep forgetting about this. Just take it to my mom, or then like the laundromat sucks. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck you can't that laundromat. Even if that for too long. Mm-hmm. That's... Hey, plus, it costs a lot more money. Right. It's, and it's I, I can see hassle. where it's a trap. It's a fucking trap for people. So yeah. yeah. Let Maybe. me let me call my guy and see okay. if I can get you. At least something yeah. to get you by <laughs> you. until your perma washer comes in. Maybe Lowe's owns a chain of laundromats, they and and this do. is kind of their game, <laughs> where it's like we control we control who does laundry. Oh, well, now Tony Soprano in the back of Lowe's. <laughs> well, smoking the, cigars they are money. They're so powerful that they've probably like bleeped out this entire segment. Yeah, for sure. Of our podcast. Yeah. That they it's just ha- a Lowe's they commercial. Have control. <laughs> they have control of everything. AI modulator voice. Man, I love the service at Lowe's. Lowe's is so great. <laughs> I buy all of my washing machines at Lowe's. <laughs> Eventually. Although, see, it still freaked me out <laughs> on YouTube where somebody card. used AI to replicate an episode of Snesh Drunk. Still freaks me the fuck out over a game he's never played. God. So. It's weird, man. Lowe's no censorship, y'all. He'll <laughs> <laughs> get us. I'm trying to think what else. I'm almost yeah. They just Eddie, Eddie and Susanna have reached Blaine in the wastelands. I like all the Blaine stuff. I've for, I'd forgotten ninety percent of that book. Really? Completely forgotten it. Like I remember the name Gasher. I remember nothing oh, about the TikTok God, man. Motherfucker. I remember nothing about God. any of this shit. 
So it's just like, man, it, it's almost like listening to the first time all yeah, I'm having that so experience, too. So much shit. Especially with Wizard and Glass. I, there was a <laughs> lot of stuff I missed and that I forgot about in that you book. You saying that just made me think of, like, last night when I was, I got in bed and Nikki was playing uh, Picross, and I was like, is it going to bother you if I listen to some... Uh, I'll no, I, I pick Ross. Gunslinger. No, me. <laughs> um, we fight over whether they want to break or not uh, before we go to bed. And then uh, she's like, no, no problem. I play it. I fall asleep like three minutes in. Wake up four hours later. Shit is spoiled. <laughs> oh, no. It's the time I wake up. I'm like, who died? What? Oh, oh, oh damn. Damn. See, that's why I do not listen to that book. In bed, because I'm afraid yeah. I'm going to fall asleep uh-huh. and have to go back and catch up. It's oh, a, that's it's brutal. It's a bit of an exaggeration because it's like the writing's on the wall. This person's going to die right, kind of deal. Right. So it's like, it's it's a lot like um, Wizard and Glass where uh-huh. it's like, I know this is going to happen. I just don't know how it's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. So. My mental picture of Oi is also Oi. like... So different than uh, the official art that I Homie, see. <laughs> uh, uh, like I got to a part in <laughs> Wolves where they talk about um, they talk about Jake putting Oi in a pouch on a pony, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I thought Oi was like tiger size. <laughs> oh no, I've always he's, yeah, I always, always thought, thought he's he about was... the size of a of a raccoon. But now, yeah, it's like well, clearly he's <laughs> so it's like I gotta like retcon in my mind like all this That's shit. That's funny. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I love it. He's basically the zigzagoon Pokemon. Like I don't know. Have you ever one. seen a? Uh, forget what the the variant it's black and white or whatever that's is that is what because whenever i pulled up like i wonder if my head can it nope so wrong <laughs> so wrong he looks like this one pokemon that came out way after the book so it mm. makes you think they based the pokemon on him it's but. interesting <laughs> you talk about like paintings of like characters because i've been so close to looking up like what does andy look like yeah because like there have been so many like the descriptions for Andy kind of came like I feel like drip 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 until I got to the point where it's like he has blue bulging eyes. Did I? <laughs> and so like my so like my like imagine like the picture in my mind is like constantly reconfiguring. Yeah. Like, what does Andy look like? Andy to me always looked like that one bought from the um, from Venture Brothers that had like the red light on his head or whatever and went kind of <laughs> oh yeah yeah helper bot yeah right? yeah yeah that's that's how i always saw it. he's in my head as like a futurama bot like yeah. one of like the mafioso bots but not yeah. specifically the clamps or the you know the other one <laughs> clemento Robert, roberto, roberto is the, stab, the yeah. stabber yeah that's right <laughs> uh what else i haven't really played so we're on the fourth season of barry <sighs> seasons one and two and Barry were really really good three is where I felt like it started to go downhill because we're watching season three and just like man I hate it when I get to shows where everyone's just an asshole no mm. one is redeemable or has any good qualities they're all just and not like it's always sunny they're all assholes right. like it's not funny they're right. just they're just mean assholes. <laughs> like that's what season three became, and now season four, <laughs> it's it's like surrealist nihilism, mm-hmm. and it's like, and every time it's like 
Did I fall asleep for a second? Why are they here? Okay, that's a dream. Okay, no, he's just he's imagining that. Okay, no, he's not actually there. Did I fall asleep again? And why is he now? That's Bill Hader, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Because I've seen uh, some interviews with him about the fourth season, like before it was coming out, kind of deal. And he was like, "Yes, yeah, some people are really gonna hate it." Yeah. <laughs> he's right. It's like the last, like Louis, the later seasons of Louis, where like. Remember Jen Kirkman? It jumped the shark. Yeah. The show jumped the shark Absolutely. in season three. Because even the end of season two, the end of season two, the way it ends with him, and I, I, I like the metaphor where he walks back into the darkness at the end of season two. Sure. Cool. Wonderful. But then season three is just like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this was like a good dark comedy. Now it's just... Dark, dark. Mm. Yeah, and that's what I was. Afraid. But like, not like intriguing dark, like like Breaking Bad. It's like dark for yeah. the sake of being dark. Yeah, it's it's the yep. Anthony Jeselnik of just dark. Yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> Which I love Anthony Jeselnik, of... but Anthony Jeselnik is offensive for the sake of being offensive. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm kind of afraid of, you know, I. You heard it here first. You know, that was one of those things that I was like, you're gonna like it to a point, and I'm I. I had a feeling you would hit that same wall I hit with it, and yeah. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's over and doesn't have the chance to get... I mean, I think we're going to finish it. Yeah, but... you should finish it because it's worth finishing, especially up to this. You might as well. You're farther to, closer to the end than you are to the beginning. Yeah. But it's a good thing they ended it and just said we're done because I don't know... I don't know what else they could have done... Yeah, but I also just love Stephen Root. Stephen Root is yeah. a top three actor for me. Yeah, Brian me Cranston, too. Stephen Root, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, favorite actors, hands down. Have you ever seen Whiplash? I've seen bits and pieces, and it makes me so uncomfortable. I don't want to watch tough. it. It's a tough. It's a tough watch. <laughs> it's it's J.K. at his most uncomfortable. Ooh, have it's you ever hard. Him photos of Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he always yells at me when I do. It's it weird, sucks. Right? Because somebody had posted on Facebook, like, I love you in every universe, and it's all the characters that J.K. Simmons plays. And somebody commented, I noticed you left that as character from Oz. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. Not, it's like all the pictures, you, 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 not you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, I mean, testimony to how good of an actor he is. Yeah, yeah, like, that yeah. is the most evil character I've ever seen in, in television history. The character he plays in Whiplash is pretty close. Yeah, that's why I can't. It's rough. Mm. It's a t- it's a great fucking movie, but it I won't watch it again. Yeah, it's just it, hard to watch. I mean, because I like dark stuff. I mean, Piggy Palace. Like I like. Yeah, dark I Tower. like dark. Dark Tower. <laughs> <laughs> but like Oz, I really loved Oz. It is a great show. But like, yeah, two episodes max before you're like you're you're taking you're. You're taking a sanity damage. Yeah. Your soul has been wounded. That's right. You gotta that's, take a second and heal. That's back how up. I was with Breaking Bad, man. Oh. I could not. I noped the fuck out of Breaking Bad because it it got to a point where it was like, eh, nah. I can see like I can appreciate that this is good and that this is like well crafted and like well acted and well shot. But I don't want to be fucking. Miserable, miserable, and you, it does do that. And uh-huh. I will rewatch Breaking Bad over and over 
for some reason, it's that kind of misery that I like. Yeah, that's yeah. It's Melissa's dessert TV. Like, oh, I'm yeah. feeling kind of bad. I'll watch Breaking Breaking Bad or ER. Yeah, I either one, and she'll feel or Hoarders. One of those three, and she'll feel better. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I mean, I mean, maybe on some subconscious <laughs> level, I'm like, well, at least I'm not that guy. I think that's how. Like, you no know, matter how bad yeah. our house gets when we're busy, <laughs> yeah. puts on Hoarders. hoarders. I'm not shitting in buckets around the house. We're good. <laughs> no liquid what? cats. No liquid cats. <laughs> Is that just me? <laughs> Am I the only bucket house? <laughs> there, there was an interview with Jen, Jen Kirkman before all the stuff with uh, uh, um, Louis C.K. came out. And Did she, he do something? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> he talks it's she talks about like she didn't want to name him by name, but she had a weird encounter with another comedian and she said you know, he just thinks he's a French a weird French filmmaker of T V shows now. And that again just circle back to Barry, like I feel like that is like if it was it's as dark as breaking bad, but it's not as well crafted, so I don't I, I can't I can't watch that much of it yeah. because because the 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 character patterns it's just like they just keep following the same pattern and it's not a commentary on itself like BoJack Horseman is in that mm, regard right so I love just, BoJack Horseman it's dark yeah. it's dark but uh-huh. it's so I've never watched that it, oh god it's really smart yeah it, it's I've really smart and that's not was. to say Breaking Bad isn't smart but BoJack Horseman. It, it undercuts the darkness because he's a fucking horse, right? So and it does, yeah, <laughs> right. And and it's also funny. Like yeah. it's also like Breaking Bad has funny moments, and I'm sure it has. I haven't seen. I mean, I haven't seen enough to really comment. But from what I saw, there were funny moments in it. Mm-hmm. But BoJack Horseman, at its heart, is a comedy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah. A dark comedy. it's a dark it's got comedy. It's got equal balance. Right, like, right, right. Yeah. And Barry started out that way. Yeah, first and two seasons are great. They're perfectly amazing. Like I'm, all things, balance. <laughs> you know, I'm afraid the boys is going to kind of get is. Ooh, I'm, I can see it going that way. I've only seen two episodes, but I can see the it. The first that. two seasons of that show are fucking phenomenal. Season three is good. It's not bad, but I'm just worried that it's going to lose its way. And I hope, given how smart and poignant and observant the show is i'm very hopeful that they don't lose their way like so many other shows Mm -hmm. have in the past because they i need them to keep their eye on the prize which is get to this get to the point tell a good story and then walk the fuck away Uh, yeah and that's that's what that's what breaking bad did (laughs) Uh right it got to the point it told an amazing story and it got the fuck out and then everyone you know then they spun it off with better call Saul which at first I was like here they go fucking pulling a walking dead now we're gonna have a fucking show about every character in breaking bad better call Saul was better than Breaking Bad That's I what agree. I've heard I and, several people and because and got fucked every single year who oh god nominated absolutely. every year lost every year absolutely it's fucking dumb it was yeah. dumb because he he straight fucking nailed yep. every moment that he was on screen in that show he fucking brought the thunder it was mm-hmm. unbelievable how good that show was especially considering it was a spinoff and especially considering that this show was, it was a different 
type of show done in the same style. And this character you want to root for. Mm. They start you off in Breaking Bad rooting for Walter White. Mm. By the mm-hmm. time the show ends, you realize what a complete and utter piece of shit he Just really is. Just let Jesse is. get away, man. Just let yeah. him go. He's a complete piece of shit. Yeah. And you, but you're okay with that because it is what it is. That's one thing you can watch and say it is what it is because you you start to learn very quickly in Breaking Bad that you're not supposed to root for Walter White. Right. You're supposed to you you, you kind of want him to fail because of the shit that keeps going getting worse, and then he'll come back up in your in your point scale, and then he'll do something else that makes him plummet back down here. Saul Goodman is Saul Goodman. the guy that you root for. From soup to nuts, you want to see him succeed. You want to see him overcome these obstacles. And it does the exact same thing that Breaking Bad does. It tells a good story. It gets to the fucking point, and then it fucking leaves. Mm-hmm. And it didn't overdo it. It didn't milk it. It didn't... It, that's it's a what, perfect character evolution from really Jimmy McGill... To, to Saul Goodman. The beginning of Breaking Absolutely. Bad, Saul Goodman. Absolutely, it is. And so, yeah, I get I get it. I, I understand why you feel the way you feel about Barry, mm-hmm. because I felt the same way. They, they dropped the ball, and it's a shame. Yeah. Because, like you said, the first two seasons of that show, fucking epic. Yeah. The rest was just, it was okay. It wasn't bad. It was just, it was okay. Because I remember reading that, Sort of the that they hated to do it, but it had to be done for like the Force Awakens. Like they had to restart Han Solo's shitty asshole into redemption, then death arc. Mm-hmm. Like it should have been continued in from the last time, but because they picked it up, they had to do it all over again. Right. So, but Barry is just like instead of that arc concluding somewhere, they just restart the arc every season. It's just it's old. It's just I think it's shitty. Shitty. I think it's. I, I like. I respect Alec Berg and Bill Hader, but I feel like it's shitty writing. Yep. Did you know all the characters in that show went to the same orphanage? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember. This is the end. <laughs> so well, that's about. We're about an hour in. Do we want to? We want to jump into the movie talk and the game talk. Do we want to do a draft? Do we want to. Down for whatever. Same. We don't even have to stop if you, unless you just need oh, to. That's it. Let's roll on. Might right. as well. We can do whatever you want at this point because I don't mm. think there's going to be a whole lot to cover uh, game wise, given given what I learned from it. I'm always surprised. I, I feel like generally that is the attitude, and then we go. Then we go an you know, hour we jam for an hour. hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to do a? Uh, a martial artist draft? Sure. Yeah, of course. I know all of them. <laughs> or, I mean... No, this is great. And I say martial artists be like, I guess ninjas count. Okay. Absolutely. Oh. So that kind of opens it up. Okay. Or it could just be a ninja draft. Okay. <laughs> Dave, you want paper? Uh, I got this. I'm okay. good. I'm good. Thank you. Can we do martial artist cocky assholes? Ooh. <laughs> Aren't they all... <laughs> The drafts are popular, by the way. They get a lot of feedback. 
we get feedback on the Discord more mm-hmm. about the drafts we do than anything else. Yeah, if you're not familiar with our Discord and then you go into the podcast discussion channel and you're like, why is this isn't a conversation? It's just lists of things. Yeah. That's because that's what's talked about in that channel. Yeah. Is these drafts. And we can't tell you the address of to get to our Discord channel because that has been classified by the Lowe's Corporation. That's right. <laughs> no, fuck that. Lowe's, fuck you, Lowe's. Bit.ly slash Tadpog Discord or pisstasters.com. Taste the piss. All right, Dave, you pick a number? One. One through four. One, Ian. Just one number? Just one number. Three. Three. So then I will pick four. Two. Roll again. Two. Roll again. <laughs> One. If it's a two again, we have to end the show. Damn. <laughs> um, a martial artist, eh? Fictional. Yeah, what are our limitations? Fictional or they have to any, be real? Any martial artist. Any I martial fictional artist. Fictional or real. Okay. <laughs> I will go with Tifa Lockhart. Nice. From Monk. Final Fantasy VII. There we go. Yeah. Ian. Mr. Miyagi. He's Miyagi, my guy. Good one. He was one of my favorite people when I was growing up. Karate Kid. It's a, a big, good pick. It was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goku. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good pick. Dave number two. Uh... Johnny Cage. Yeah. I'll never forget when he did the splits and punched Goro in the balls in the movie. <laughs> Wonderful moment. Yeah, I'll never forget you it. You have to have it. You it have was, to have it. At my funeral, I hope someone plays that clip. Just out of context. That's. I'm going to go ahead and start planning my funeral, and what it is is just clips. No context. <laughs> How did Dave die? Back back. Play. <laughs> Did you know they played Goro in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> <laughs> Just one of his arms. Yeah. <laughs> Ian number two. Jason Statham. 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 Love his work. Big fan of the the movies. The I action am. movies. I am. I like the transporter movies. They're ridiculous. They're the literal definition of suspension of disbelief, especially by the time you get to number three. Yeah. I love the Meg. And the Meg 2, um, the big shark movie. Never seen those. Not the movie about... For obvious reasons. <laughs> they're, it's, they're good. They're nothing like that. Uh, and, uh, and we're not allowed to talk about the, <laughs> <laughs> the times that Tyler has seen the Meg. Otherwise, <laughs> we, we risk a court appearance. <laughs> the motion picture, the Meg, starring Jason Statham. Uh, my number two will be the bride. Oh, the bride, good one. I don't know what that is from um, Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. David number three. Uh, I'll go with Bruce Lee. I'll go with the real person. Bruce Lee's good. Yeah. Uh, was, wait, is this the cocky asshole draft? <laughs> <laughs> You're two for three on that one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, amazing, amazing martial artist for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of cocky asshole martial artists, John Claude Van Damme. Mm-hmm. Always liked his style. Liked his early movies, like Time Cop. Love Time Cop. 
I haven't Kickboxer. seen Time Cop in a long time. Bloodsport is Cop. always by. I've never seen Bloodsport. Oh, I've seen some clips that yeah. are good. I'll, they'll be at the funeral. Don't worry. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, that's how Trump watches it. He loves Bloodsport, but he he fa- he fast forwards through as he watches it. He only watches the fights. He hates all the dialogue of fast forward. I mean, and we'll do that repeatedly. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I kind of imagine like once you watch Bloodsport once all the way through, like. Isn't that probably the best yeah, way to watch yeah. it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you don't need all the running from the cop scenes. Because yeah. I'll tell you this. If I were to rewatch Cliffhanger, I would just fast forward to the part where Stallone <laughs> impales the guy on the stalactite. So then that begs the question for my number three. So martial artists. So boxing. Is boxing a martial art? Sure. Why not? I don't know. So. I mean, you're asking the I mean, experts. I, I would, I would think that it is. I mean, I would think kickboxing is and things like that. So I'm gonna say boxing is. I'm gonna say Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Dave number four. I'll go with Eddie Gordo. <laughs> <laughs> Capoeira. Fuck. Tekken. The Tekken series. Tekken. Tekken. Could have gone with Mocha Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshimitsu. <laughs> Ian number four. Uh, Lee Van Cleef as uh, That's what I was waiting for. I probably used that song before as a transition. The theme song uh, yeah, to TV's The Master. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Five stars. Wasn't safe. Just check it out. <laughs> Lee Van Cleef, man. Angel Eyes, baby. Yeah. Number four, Shredder. Mm-hmm. The Shredder. Mm-hmm. Hey, number five. Shit, it's back to me mm-hmm. again already. Again already. Uh, Hong Kong Fooey, of course. <laughs> nice. Good pick. Number one, Super Guy. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Ian. Storm Shadow from G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Some might say, why not Snake Eyes? Snake Eyes. I like Storm Shadow better. Uh, my number five, spent a lot of time in the dojo, refining his skills, mm, master, master of the nunchucks, mm-hmm. Dwight Schrute. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good one. Number six, Master Onion. Uh, <laughs> shit. Shit. <laughs> Round 10. That's where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> We want to go further? <laughs> sure, I got yeah. another one. I don't know if I've got any more. I'd have to think pretty hard and create uncomfortable silences. <laughs> We're all friends here. It's like it's comfortable silences. Would John Wick be considered a martial artist? Absolutely. John Wick. Uh another martial artist. I'm trying. I'm racking my brain. Um, Sabin Figaro. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Suplex that train. Mm-hmm. Dave number seven. Rex Quando. Rex Quando. Dietrich Bader from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah, that's why I wanted to keep going. I'm out. I'm done now. I don't. <laughs> no, no. You got to come up with three okay. more. All right. Okay. Okay. 
Ian, number seven. My old friend, Acid Randy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks. You just gave me my next one. <laughs> uh, Tongue Din. Master Din from, from Murray State. I, I thought about him. I'm going to go with Chili Dog. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know what? They're pretty close. <laughs> They're pretty close. I think you in, you accidentally there. invented Acid Randy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's real. Chili Dog exists, and I know him. Well, I used to know him. I don't know where he is now, but... Chili Dog from Tyler's <laughs> Call of Cthulhu games. <laughs> Everybody famously knows Chili, <laughs> Chili Dog. Chili Dog, yeah. No, everybody who listens to this is going to get that. <laughs> Ian, number eight. What was the... What was the ninja guy that John Belushi played on Saturday Night Live, the sushi Samurai chef? Samurai Delicatessen. Samurai from Samurai <laughs> Delicatessen. Uh, my eighth one will be Ryu from Street Fighter. Yeah, that's good. Dave, number nine. I'll go Yang. Oh, from, from four? Four, yeah, Final Fantasy Four. Yang's a good one. Ian, number nine. Which one of the Ninja Turtles used the bow staff? Donatello. Mm -hmm. Donatello. Corey Feldman, a.k.a. Corey Feldman. Okay, <laughs> Donatello. If this draft were a Corey Feldman, <laughs> which Corey Feldman would it be? It had to be Donatello, right? Yeah. It would have to be. It would have to be. Uh, number nine, Samurai Jack. Nice. Mm. Dave, number 10. Hmm... I will go with. He actually mimicked the trumpet or the trombone mm -hmm. thing when he did that. For those of you that can't see, mm -hmm. that would be everybody but me and Tyler. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it, audio only listeners. <laughs> uh, I will go. I totally know. I tell you, it's fine. I totally know. Just, just creating tension, and creating. Of suspense. course, of course. I'll go with. I totally know. It's fine. I'll go Chuck Norris, the Ooh. internet internet celebrity Chuck Norris, internet celebrity mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from ten, Chuck ten Norris from Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy from the end of Sidekicks. You mean the guy who told me I have AIDS? Again, <laughs> <laughs> number 10. My final pick didn't occur to me until 10th place, but it should probably be higher up the list, although it cannot be because of the laws of um, draft mm -hmm. physics. Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that works. They do refine their martial skills. I mean, you ever seen that fight between him and Darth Maul? Yeah. That's martial arts, baby. He even had the low ground and still won. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So so building on that argument, uh, uh, honing a physical edge for performance and um, results, my number 10 will be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. I accept and, all these answers. Yeah. And that's why that's why it's martial artist is so much more broad than just like ninja martial artist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Beverly and, Hills Ninja. There's honorable Ooh. mention. <laughs> three ninjas. Kung kick All back. three of them. Uh-huh. Rocky Tum Kung Tum Fu Man Panda. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, Kung Fu Panda. Oh. Yes. Any fighting game character. Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Deadpool. Yeah. Kimiko from The Boys. And that's all of them. That's it. <laughs> that's it. We, we got, got them all. Got them all. <laughs> Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Trying to think of any. Isn't there a Marvel character called the the Karate Kid? I don't know. I, I don't know, but that's a hell of a segue into our next. There you segment. go. Yeah. Do you want to take a break or do you want to just keep rolling? Take a quote unquote break. Okay. Lowe's knows you never come in for just one thing. So we've got to know a lot of things about a lot of things. Like what makes your lawn thrive? Paint that adds color in one coat and the dishwasher that handles all the dirty work. You got this and we got you. Man, that break went a lot longer than I thought it would. Yeah. Sorry for that. You're right. I'm glad I was finally able to watch The Karate Kid on that break. (laughs) All four Karate Kid movies. Yeah. Because there were four of those. And not including the. Four Ralph Macchio ones? Oh, really? Well, four based in the Ralph Macchio universe. Mm, So is the. So the most recent one that came out, which I assume was most recent, is I looked it up today because I was like, man, it sucks. What was that movie that came out not too long ago? And then I was like, 2010. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, like Jaden Smith yeah. and Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah the- that's fucked up, man. Because that that fucking 14 years went like that. Because yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan was the only good thing about that movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't like. I didn't like it. I didn't see it. It sucks. I mean, it's 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 because you know the whole thing. Will Smith wanted to do the you know got him the rights to do the movie so his kid could be in the Karate Kid, right? Eh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. But Jackie Chan was in it. He was good, but he was no Mister Miyagi. Mm. Also, Jackie Chan. Oh, martial yeah. artist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, there we go. Cannot believe I forgot Steven about Mister Jackie Chan. Eh, we forget now, maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're doing an SNL host. I mean, have you ever asked him? Yeah, they're, God, that's a good one. <laughs> need to delete stuff. Hang on. Sorry. <laughs> we'll do an anti draft martial artist. Number one, Steven Seagal. But yeah, uh, there were four. There was Karate Kid, Karate Kid Part Two, Karate Kid Three, and the next Karate oh, Kid. Oh, right. But she, uh, it was. Um, he, I don't think Ralph Macchio was in that one. It was a it was a woman, a girl mm. was in it. Hey, uh, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Thank you. Yes. Is she hot? Thank you. I almost <laughs> I almost made the office reference. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the four Mr. Miyagi Karate Kid movies. Uh, original Pat Morita. Re- May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karate Kid movies. I only really remember the first two. Is Happy Days Karate Kid canon? Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what would he have done? Would he have? <laughs> well, time travel, obviously. He, <laughs> no, he, he, you know, in the 1950s, he really wasn't. It's cheap. After World War II, <laughs> right? He comes to America and opens up a diner, Arnold's. Uh huh. And then. Something, something, He's something. A spy. He has to be a spy. Yeah. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. Profit. 
Karate Kid. <laughs> then Karate Kid. Cut to <laughs> Karate Kid. And he just keeps that whole thing about his past to himself. Yes. But we know right. Arnold, I want if cut. that really is your name, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> I want a fan edit of Karate Kid where they don't do any. The only thing they change is the scene in Karate Kid where Mr. Miyagi gets drunk and... <laughs> And Daniel's going through his belongings, and instead of like all the stuff about the <laughs> dead wife and kid, it's all like happy days shit. God, <laughs> picture of Fonzie jumping Ralph, the shard. Ralph mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Is there a happy days game? I, if there is, it's on like PC or right. something. Like it has to be. Well, I ain't getting. We're not going off of. NES is as low as I go at this point. <laughs> yep. I can't afford a Commodore 64. There is a board game called Happy Days, Fonzie's Real Cool Game. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what year did that come out? Please oh, tell man. me it was like in the 2000s. Uh, <laughs> Let's just have Monopoly. That's all yes. it is. <laughs> there probably is a Happy Days Monopoly. There has to be. I mean, there's a fucking Rick and Morty Monopoly. Surely there's a Happy Days one, right? There's probably a, the Karate Kid Monopoly. It came out in 76. Wow. At the height of Happy Days popularity. <laughs> yeah. So but it was during the second season of Happy Days. Before it jumped the shark. So Happy Days finally went out the year I was born. And they lasted 74 to 84. Wow, I can't believe that happy days was still on in 1984 it's wild right that's crazy to me yeah that means i could have watched it yeah i wanted to or knew it exists i did watch it but not uh, not after not after probably 1980 i probably stopped watching it but i didn't realize it was still an active show that i i would have thought that would have ended way before then that's crazy I remember watching later episodes where he's like a mechanical teacher at like a community college trying to teach kids how to rebuild engines and yeah. shit. That's after um what's his um Ron Howard. Ron Howard has left the show and we come back for guest appearances uh-huh. or whatever. He has a mustache, so you know time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> or it's the evil twin that we never knew about. <laughs> But we're not here to talk about happy days. No. We're here to talk about the Karate Kid. Which I'd never seen in one setting. Really? Until until today, yep. This one was a big one for me. Yeah. This was much like Top Gun. I was all about the Karate Kid. And we were all, me and my buddy and the Pyro Ninjas. Right. The Pyro Ninjas. They have roots in the Karate Kid. from the draft, I no. noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about it until just now. But they were they were uh, Karate Kid. Me and my buddy were huge into that shit. It was a it was a, a multi watch situation. As soon as we could rent it, we rented it a lot. Yeah, always, always watched I mean, it. It is it is good. I appreciate it. I was not bored or um, anything the entire way through. Like I thought, I was happy with it. It's a good movie. Good. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a good movie. Uh, this was the third time I've seen it, and every time I watch it, I like it more. Yeah. Um, the first time I saw it, I didn't see it in the 80s. I saw it like in my 20s, 
and I thought it was pretty okay. I only watched it because of the Joe Esposito song, um, right. because I'd seen that South Park and was uh-huh. like, well, I guess I gotta watch Karate Kid. <laughs> and um, it was fine. Yeah, but it's a good movie. Every time I've watched it since then, like this and this last viewing, it was like, it is. A diff- Man, this sounds fucking sappy as shit, but I fucking mean it. Watching the movie as a father hits different. Absolutely. Because when does. I was in my 20s, I didn't really get that connection. Sure. I didn't get what Mr. Miyagi was doing. I understand. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I get that. I do. It's not sappy at all. I think it's great. And so for those... Yeah, of- I was like, that's why he calls him Daniel's son. <laughs> <laughs> So for those of you that don't know, The Karate Kid is the story of a boy and his mom who move out to California. Um, very very little community in L.A. That's why the kids constantly run into each other. There's right. nothing to do. There Hardly are only three people. places to visit. Yeah. That's why they're constantly <laughs> into their business all the time. Every time you step outside, you run into all your friends. They, well, don't they like move to the valley? Isn't it like... It is the valley. Yeah, because the... the Elizabeth Shue's parents don't want her dating someone from Reseda. Oh, my right. God. Right, yeah. <laughs> so they move out there, and, of course, this they're moved from New Jersey mm-hmm. uh, to California. And Daniel, the main character, um, with his naive mother who thinks it's just going to be cakewalk, you're going to make all these friends, it's going to be wonderful – uh, he goes to, he is kind of an outcast of school. He's the new kid. He's a nerd. He gets picked on by a bunch of bullies who also happen to be all in a group in the same karate class. Uh, he falls in love with a girl who is kind of forbidden fruit because she's the big, the heavy main squeeze kind of thing. You know, the usual stuff. What I really related to as a kid in this movie uh, was the moving, and I'm sure you probably could too, Dave, was the moving around and the having to make new friends and having to fit in in a new school and that... that Befriending an older man who becomes your very best friend. Yeah, that... Sometimes it happens. Common, Sometimes he gives you a common. great car. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened to me. <laughs> no, me neither. Back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he he gets beat up one day and decides that he wants to learn karate. Uh, and it turns out that the guy that is his landlord slash maintenance man uh, at his apartment is a karate master uh, and dis- decides to take Daniel under his wing and teach him the Miyagi style of karate. After he beats up a bunch of high schoolers. After he beats up, <laughs> which, so, I, which I do love that that happened. I, I like. So at first, Mr. Miyagi is reluctant. Mm-hmm. I don't want to teach fighting. Fighting's not good. Blah, 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 blah. He, it alludes to a violent past, and um, then one Halloween. Uh, Daniel is chased down by this group of boys uh, from the dojo, the Cobra Kai mm-hmm, dojo, mm-hmm. Uh, and they beat him up real bad. He thinks he's got some moves. Which he he's did been, start that. Yeah, that he, one, that he one was on him. He did. He did. <laughs> but, 
But they beat him down. They, yeah, they, they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> like they overreact. Mm-hmm. He he does. He pulls a prank on him to get back at him for something that they had done to him. Yeah. And yada Lots yada of back yada. And forth. Lots of back and forth. This time they beat him. They beat him senseless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then since they said no mercy. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And they're the they're the consummate bullies. They're the excellent at karate black belts. You know, their their uh, sensei is super strict. Teaches he's them. The villain. He's the, yeah, villain he's the villain in this. He yeah. teaches these boys violence and you know finish him and don't no mercy and aggression aggression. Yeah, things that definitely things that don't. That aren't out of commission. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's all, a child. It is. It is. But I'll get kicked out. Take him out. <laughs> he, uh, Mr. Miyagi then comes to Daniel's rescue while during this beatdown and whips the asses of these kids. He just mops the fucking floor with and them. And then there's the shot afterwards and he's old they're as riding fuck. on the ground for like prolonged period of time. I was like watching the movie and I was like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. They've been writhing on the ground in pain. They might be stroking out. Yeah. That's like a, that's like Uh, RoboCop showed up. (laughs) Exactly. So Mr. Miyagi decides, okay, these kids are not going to back down. He goes to the sensei of the Cobra Kai. Which is a great scene. I love this scene. And where he goes with Daniel. Yeah. He goes into the dojo with Daniel says, your boy's, hurt my friend here and we're not going to have any of that. So he's going to challenge I'm going to teach him my karate and we're going to challenge you at the uh regional competition the regional karate competition, the All Valley uh karate competition. And you need that shirt. I do. I really do want that shirt. Um but and so then follows several montages of Daniel training, learning, getting to know Mr. Miyagi. They develop a, a very father-son relationship. Daniel's father's not in the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so and Mr. Miyagi's family is all gone. Not either the, they also either not the, the picture. Also not in the picture. They either but live in the Only just in pictures. Only pictures. <laughs> And what's left of his family is in Okinawa, where he is from. Mm-hmm. So he is over here all by himself. So he he trains Daniel in the old ways by having him do things like sand his floors by hand. Mm-hmm. And in circles. In circles. And sand a floor. <laughs> and then there's the famous wax on, wax off. Right. And he teaches him all these things. Paint and the then fence. Paint to the fence. And my favorite, one of my moments from this movie was when I, w- I was very young when this came out and very impressionable. It's kind of like I was in Top Gun, watching Top Gun. And it, I did, it didn't dawn on me either what he was doing mm-hmm. until the scene where he's like, now, paint the fence. And he goes to punch <gasps> Daniel. Uh-huh. And Daniel's like, what? It blocks him. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> right. It was a perfect, great moment of me being completely clueless and naive. You were like, Daniel, you were also mad. He's doing all this labor for nothing. Teach him how to punch. I, I was so naive. But it was I was so glad to be naive because I had a pure moment of joy yeah. when these things. That's happened. awesome. I wish I I wish I had seen it 
at the age that at you did. At that age, right. Where I could have experienced that. Because the first time I saw it, I was like, that's bullshit. You can't learn karate that way. <laughs> <laughs> and that it still, is. That still it sticks is. with me to the, the third viewing. I'm still like, I mean... Doesn't work I like that. I get the sentiment. However... <laughs> Man, how many kids, like, you know? I want a like, montage of young skeptic Dave <laughs> in different scenarios, like you sitting in church being like, that's bullshit. So, <laughs> Watching karate kid, can't learn karate like that. Watching magic, that's not real. That's not, <laughs> that's not, so, I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, as an adult, I'm like, that's irresponsible. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's like a, that's like some Tom Sawyer shit. No, it's like, I love painting the fence. <laughs> oh, I do, I, every time I paint the fence, I get better at karate. Would you like to paint the fence? You get better. <laughs> you're, you're, you're kind of just skilled up, point one. Yeah. I saw to it. be right. fair, now, to be fair. Yes. He was helping strengthen him and his, get his stamina and right. his endurance Very up. true. Very Number two, those are the absolute <laughs> basic motion fundamentals. After that, Mr. Miyagi starts training the kid for real. Right. And it, it, he also gets him discipline, learning hard right. work. Sure. The value of a hard day's work, mm-hmm. catching flies with chopsticks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Later in Karate Kid 2, chopping blocks of ice. Mm. Mm. Also in the video game. Also in the video game, which we will get to. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so Daniel then... Um, is also building his very his relationship with his girlfriend, who is a very sweet, mm-hmm. um, supportive young lady, and then he goes and competes in the All Valley Karate Championship, and chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give away the ending because someone might want to watch this if they're interested. But it is a very inspirational movie. It is a it very is. it's a very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, Tough to watch in places because bullying is a thing, and that's been something that has been in the spotlight a lot in the last you know several years. But it's always been a problem. It's just been that lately they're starting to put it more in the spotlight and to try to end things like that. But that is the way that it was in the eighties, and I am not. I mean, I wasn't getting chased down and beat up by black belts, but there were bullies. Mm-hmm. It was it was just sort of like a rite of passage. You get bullied, or you are the bully. One way or the other, it's going to happen. And it was it was very meaningful to me as a child to watch this kid learn an art and learn a, a way to defend himself and a way to become stronger and more patient and it taught it teaches a lot of very good lessons. Yeah it does. And sure. that those lessons in my mind still absolutely hold up today. I think mm-hmm. anyone that wants to feel good and feel inspired would be well served by watching the Karate Kid, and it's I know it sounds silly to say it, no, but it's absolutely it, the I truth. A, I think it's just a good movie. And I think it's a good movie. It is. And mm-hmm. what I liked about that the the tournament is that it felt it it felt real. It did. It didn't feel like it was overproduced. Oh, like absolutely not. And like little manic gerbil. All the whole time, because he's just like going back and forth, like he's scared. And he's where he's gonna go, Daniel? Yeah, what's yeah. He, what is he gonna do? So it wasn't like he was like this cool, calm, right. bad badass. Very like, realistic, it and was, it felt yeah, him just like shaking back and forth. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, shit! Kick! 
in the hair of all the referees, also very realistic of the time. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was like they got real karate referees. <laughs> I want to say that they probably did. Because I, I don't uh, think those people were actors. No, this felt like a real karate tournament, and I would be surprised if it wasn't an actual karate tournament that they use. And I, again, I didn't. Unfortunately, this time around, I didn't go through and do my usual trivia hunt for this movie. Um, I didn't have time. I put things it's off okay. once That's again. That's a good conversation. But yeah, but just I would not be surprised to find if we found out that that was done at a real karate tournament. Yeah. Uh, because you're right, Tyler. It felt very genuine, fast. not overproduced. Yeah. It was just, it was well paced. Mm -hmm. It was believable. The whole movie, I mean, with the exception of some of the obvious things like the sanding, the floor. And right, right. It was a believable story, and it was very uh, relatable. I think the uh, speaking of the tournament, I really want to point this out because when Nikki and I were watching the end of it, she was talking about the the tournament mm -hmm. and like how how good it was, and I was like, yeah, I wish that all sports had movie announcers, had the announcers from movies, because then everybody would be able to follow what the fuck is going on. Because anything that happens yes. in the tournament, the announcer's like, okay, so he has 10 minutes to return to the... Yeah. They, they never do this <laughs> in real life. They're always yeah. just like asking someone next to like, who brought you? What's going on? And like, you, okay, I think there's a rule. Yes. Where yes. <laughs> that, is, that is an excellent point because yeah i wish life were like that yeah that'd be like great. everything like there was an announcer that said little did ian know <laughs> that his roof would begin leaking this summer well that would be that would be great not the roof leaking but the, the he had six months to get his roof fixed before his house completely collapses on him you know just yeah that would be amazing though, be if, especially in sports mm -hmm. just because how often I find myself watching a football game. Yeah, especially football. I have to explain right. stuff right. to people that don't know. Right. And I get it. Football's a complicated game to understand. Mm -hmm. and But at the same time, my dad, of all people, my dad had the best idea like 20 years ago, maybe more. He was just starting to get into watching football. He was never much into sports per se. He liked always like baseball and stuff, but with family, family relations and ties to now Ohio State and things. My aunt Mary John being a huge, huge jock. She's a huge sports fan. Um, she has a podcast. He yes. Yeah, well, I don't know if she still does, oh, but she did. Had a podcast. Uh, but Bourbon and Buckeyes. Wiz and Sage says check it out. I don't know how many stars to give it because I don't want to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, five stars. Wiz and Sage says, check it out. That that breaks the system, doesn't Mary it? Mary John and her friend are clearly drinking bourbon. <laughs> and I love it. I love Mary John so much. I miss her to death. I need to go see her. Anyway, when he was watching football, he started, he started watching football more regularly. And as anyone who decides for whatever reason to start watching football knows – there are a lot of rules in this game and things that don't immediately make sense and that someone needs to explain to you. My dad said, and this was years ago, my dad said, you know what they ought to do? They ought to have like a ticker or some kind of thing on pop the side of the screen, like a pop-up video <laughs> that explains 
what just happened and why this is unusual or why this is what needs to happen next to progress the game or why did this person get called and he it was a it was a million dollar idea and I, I don't know why he never that's a great that is a great it, idea because I think it would Bob have Kate helped needs to be in the corner explaining things kind of like the sign language person on yeah. church <laughs> church broadcasts exactly. you know or like when uh Governor Andy, Andy Bashir yeah. was doing his right. COVID updates, mm-hmm. and they had the sign language. Which is a lot mm-hmm. of times my cousin or my aunt was the interpreter. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, anyway, I don't, I don't know what got. Oh, it was what you said about the announcers. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying he has ten minutes to return. I think it would be cool if they did it. My dad figured that out years ago, and never, you know. Never got into it. So I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy it for a dollar. I should I should create it. Hurry up and create it uh, before someone beats me to it. Before Lowe's hears us. Before Lowe's hears us. It's pop up sports by brought to you by Lowe's Home and Improvement. PH one. <laughs> Another thing about Ralph Macchio that I th- I think he is the opposite in most cases in which I feel like he was better as a child actor than as an adult actor. I haven't seen him as an adult uh, actor. He was in his 20s when he did The Karate Kid. Oh, was he really? That's wild. He he's a very like young-looking dude. Uh-huh. He's never ages. Like, even to this day in the Cobra Kai show that's on YouTube or whatever, yeah. it he never really... He just looks a he little looks, puffy. He looks eyes, a little older, it. but <laughs> yeah, he's always looked very young. He was not... A teenager when he filmed that. You could have, you really could have yeah. fooled me. Yeah, because everybody else looks like a movie teenager. Yeah, where, he, he looks like <laughs> a legitimate in teenager. 20s, but he looks like he's a teenager. And he is, he is in this in his twenties when they do that movie. So uh, another another really good Ralph Macchio movie, uh, My Cousin Vinny. If you haven't oh seen it, oh my god, it's amazing movie. I love it. Oscar winning movie. I love that movie. Uh, Five stars was in Sage says check it out. We yeah, just watched my cousin Benny the oh, other day. I laughed. If only there was a video my game. ass off. <laughs> oh, if only I would watch it again. I laughed my ass do, off. Do you know there's an in character um, album music album? No. Mm-hmm. Oh Joe my Pesci god. has a music album that's yeah. Oh my god. There is a slot machine. My cousin Vinny. <laughs> I'd play okay. that for a dollar. Um, Let me. I'm verifying that album because that now I'm like, <laughs> that sounds crazy. Uh, Marissa Tomei is in oh it, and God, she went. She won Best Actress for that movie uh, because of one particular speech she gives in the courtroom. It's just. Please, please, please watch my cousin Vinny if you get the chance. Uh, I, I know you won't be disappointed. Great film. But I keep di- I keep digressing, not and I don't mean to take away from the Karate Kid. I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah. Vincent LaGuardia Gambini sings just for you. Oh, I'm pulling that. Is an on album. YouTube music. <laughs> Here's a track called Yo Cousin Vinny. <laughs> Genres, hip hop, blues. It's got it all, man. Oh boy. Just like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's great. I can't it vouch is. for the album. I haven't actually I, I'm gonna to listen to it and I'll I'll report back. Um I do want to touch a little bit on Karate Kid 2. Yeah, man. Because Please. We, I haven't we seen wouldn't, the game, right? We wouldn't have known that it is it for some reason is covered 
in this video That's game. That's essentially what the video game is, right? It's basically it's Karate Kid 2. The right? tournament, the, then the rest right. is Karate Kid 2. Which yeah. essentially, you know, Karate Kid 2 ends like most Rocky movies. It begins with the ending of the first movie. Most Rocky movies begin with the ending of the movie before yeah. it. This does the same thing. They show the whole scene of the, you know, the major scene, the end scene from the karate tournament, and then it picks right up where it left off. There's a scuffle in the parking lot <laughs> because uh, the the sensei of the Cobra Kai dojo is pissed off that they lost, and he's beating the shit out of his students in the parking lot, and. In his turn of fate, Miyagi Mr. did Miyagi, it, but I can't do it either. Mr. <laughs> well, Mr. Miyagi comes out into the parking lot and kicks his ass. Oh, man. I really want to see. I haven't seen part two. I really okay. want to see part two. It literally picks up right where the first one left off. I did like a little clip search just uh-huh. to see. And like, um, because I was confused in the game, it's like, because I read the manual and it's like screen text. And it's like, are we Okinawa. in LA Chinatown? Where are we? It's, it's like, yeah, this is fucked up. So, like, I did a quick search on YouTube for like Karate Kid Part Two. And like, there are shots of them in Okinawa and yep. it's really fucking cool. Like, oh, I mean, listen, I got to tell you, somehow the Karate Kid Two got me even more emotional than the first Karate Kid movie. And. So after the scuffle in the parking lot and Mr. Miyagi again demonstrates that he is the superior intellect in Kar- this equation. Karatitian. Karatitian. Uh, there's he it time passes and months have passed and Allie, the girlfriend Elizabeth Shue, Elizabeth, still played by Elizabeth Shue. Well, she's not in it. Oh, never mind. But they write her character kind of out that they they broke up. Gotcha. She wrecked his car. Oh, that was a great car. Yeah, <laughs> she wrecked his car. Died. They they well <laughs> no, just a fender bender. I don't but know. Man, they they broke up, and so he's kind of pissed about being broken up and things aren't going his way he was on top of the fucking world now everything's back to normal the life gets in the way as ian malcolm would say and they uh mr miyagi finds out that his father is dying he gets a message from okinawa saying that his father is dying and wants him to be there so he decides to go, and he brings Daniel with him. So they go to the Okinawa, and they go to their little village in Okinawa where he grew up. And his there was a there was a a man. There's a man who's like now this sort of big, rich, money, almost gangstery type guy that was like a brother to Mister Miyagi because his family had adopted this man and they grew up together but then they had a falling out and that that was part of the reason that Mr. Miyagi left and went to America and they had sworn the 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 man that I can't remember Sato I believe was his name I recognize that name from the instruction manual okay uh they like trapped in a doghouse is what he looks like (laughs) in the game (laughs) there's a reason for that oh okay it is actually is it a doghouse Yes. 
hey, good job, Atlas, developer of this game. Yes, that Atlas. I think it was a doghouse or a shed or something like it. It's been a minute since I've seen this movie. Okay. But there's he Daniel has fight a lot sworn, of like sticks and birds in Karate Kid 2. Fight walking, a lot of sticks and walking birds. Walking through Okinawa. No. During a typhoon. <laughs> There is a hurricane okay. scene, okay. and there is um, a the Sato has sworn a blood price on Miyagi. In other words, we are going to fight to the death the next time I see you. That's how bad their rivalry has become, and he has sworn we are going to fight to the death. And Miyagi has stayed away. Because he doesn't want to have that fight. That, and that perfectly fits his character. Exactly. Yeah. But he goes, so the guy gives, says, now that you're here, I challenge you to this fight. We're fighting to the death. His nephew is the big bad in this one. Is that Chosen? Yes. Because that's the name in the instruction yes, manual. Yes, and he... Uh, he sort of takes the place of Johnny as the bully. Mm. And the, there's a lot of similarities to the... There's this, it follows sort of the same pattern. He right. falls in love with a young lady in Okinawa and learns about her learns about Japanese culture. Mm. Um, but it, in the midst of trying to have a good time and trying to learn and trying to become a better person, this guy keeps getting in the fucking way. He keeps bullying him. And, of course, Daniel is a very skilled martial artist. Another good one for the draft. Daniel LaRusso is a skilled martial artist, but apparently he don't know shit. Uh, when he gets to Japan, those guys kick his ass in a big way. Uh -huh. And there ends up being... I don't want to get too far into it because yeah, yeah. I want you guys to watch, I want to watch it. it. Yeah, I just I want to know what's covered like that they do in the game because it sounds like they do. Quite there is a, bit. a there's a typhoon. There is a scene where he has to chop his hand through blocks of ice, okay. like in the game. Okay, uh, it's a pretty good scene, actually. Uh, I would wager that the Karate Kid Two like is Miyagi and the beer bottles. That clearly like rock back and forth because they're glued to the truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I now who say a magic's not real. <laughs> <laughs> I would wager that Karate Kid Two is as good, if not maybe a tiny bit better than the first one. Wow, uh, it builds on the first one really well. I think it's an excellent extension of the story. Uh, the love story part is actually pretty touching. I, I've really, really enjoyed that movie, uh, and I think you both would enjoy the second one a great deal. Now, the third and fourth one I can't comment on. It's been a while. I remember the third one being more like the third and fourth seasons of Barry. It just lost its way yeah. in that one. But the first two, classic. Well, what I saw from the clips, I saw like a clip that pretty much sold me on the movie. And I was like, fuck, I wish I would have watched this before the episode. But I didn't know that the well, game was I didn't either. mainly based on part two. Because it's called it The is. Karate Kid. You'd think that it would be called... But there was no previous right. Karate Kid In Japan, game. it's The Karate Kid Part 3. Right. In America, it's... <laughs> Get that Final Fantasy uh -huh. thing going. Um, 
but like there's a scene that I saw a real short clip of a scene where like Daniel is in a I guess like some kind of like restaurant or cafe or something and he's getting bullied and they take his wallet yeah and like even like the location and then like they run out on the street and it's like, fuck man, this is like, this is, I would watch this movie just for all like the location shots. It was very rural, very small town, Japan. Yeah. It was know? cool to see. It was Especially cool. like in the, I think that was 86 or 87. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's pretty neat. It was once again, a very believable depiction of a specific place, uh, event oh, or time. Dude. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because like watching part one it was straight up just like fuck man like i know this is hollywood 1980 but it was so or whatever fucking accurate but yeah i mean it's it didn't overdo it it was the mm, perfect picture of somewhat middle upper lower to middle class life in america in the 80s and it, it was it wasn't overdone. The arcade was an arcade. Right, the, right, the karate, yeah. The high school was high school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, wasn't anything special about it. It wasn't anything crazy or flashy. It was just life. It seemed real. It yeah, seemed grounded. It did. And that feeling sticks in Karate Kid too. They really keep that. Yeah. They're very grounded. It's not like a... I like... I like a lot of John Hughes movies sure. from that era, but yes. it's not, but it's not that exactly. because John Hughes movies from that era are eighties, but it's like super style. Right. It's tweaked. It's, the absolute. Yeah. yeah. They've got the, it's, it's turned up to 11, uh-huh. right? Yeah. It, it's, they want to cram as much pop culture down your throat in the John Hughes film as they can. That doesn't make them bad. Right. In fact, I love that's them. what has, yeah. that's what their charm is. Right. Yeah. But, these Karate movies, Kid doesn't do they that. don't do it's that. It's really cool because it is, that, and it makes it timeless, doesn't right. it? Well, it mean to it the, makes it like a, it, it almost makes it like a true period piece. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Really I agree because it's, it's authentic, but it does feel. It, it's not that it feels dated, though, uh-huh, right? Right, because you can watch a period right. movie and see. And it doesn't feel dated, but uh-huh. you're seeing the costumes and the right. way that it works. This is a period piece of the eighties that it doesn't it's not in your face. It's just that's life. And it's really cool to to watch it in HD because it was all shot on film, yes. you know. So it's like a little grainy. Man, a little, like seeing yeah. it is like fuck man. Like seeing it in this quality yes. is amazing. It reminds me of there is a YouTube video of our local park, Noble Park, where it's like I don't know, like thirty ish minutes. I know what you're gonna filmed. say. And it is like it's wonderful. I I've seen it. I love it, dude. I love. I lived it. And I it's lived like, right, it. yeah. Well, I that's loved it. that's what's great about I it. It's like seeing like because it's I, that movie 80s. was probably filmed around the time that the Karate Kid right. came out, and that's yeah. what made me think of it. Like I was watching the Karate Kid, and I thought about the fucking that's great. Noble Park video yes. on YouTube where you got the dudes in the fucking shorts that like come up to the nutsack, you know, and like. Mm-mm. Yep. All that early 80s kind of fashion. Okay, so people cr- that didn't aren't used to having cameras pointed at them all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was, I love seeing people's reactions. Yeah, and, they like, don't want to do this. And and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the culture now is, it's the not at all unusual yeah. to see someone with a camera pointed at something. Right. 
themselves or at someone else right. or at what's some that event? guy in the supermarket doing uh, recording a frozen pizza oh okay <laughs> this is normal with a tripod yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> wait does he have a camera with him oh yeah we all do right yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally everyone has a camera with them at all times yeah, and a calculator. And we can see the pictures <laughs> immediately. You got a calculator with you everywhere you go? Take yeah. that, Mrs. Young. <laughs> <laughs> Told you we'd be able to use them anytime we wanted when we grew up. I like the music in the movie, too, a lot. Me, too. Um, Me, too. Man, I had Cruel Summer fucking stuck in my head for like... Oh, I got chills full, when you said that. full goddamn 24 hours. I mean, it was just straight up like... And then when I was doing my preparation for the show and i wrote i typed soundtrack cruel summer like popped back in my head again i forgot it was in the movie um well they again they don't shove it down your throat mm -hmm. i'm gonna look at some of these tracks i listened to the soundtrack on spotify Mm -hmm. cruel summer not included um it was the you're the best around, and then some other yes. other tracks that I honestly kind of didn't really. Never gonna get, get you down. You're the best around. What do you guys think? This this one this version, Karate Kid has on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's um, a good question. Audience or critic? Audience. Audience. Ninety-five percent. I believe it's audience. I could be wrong. Well, here's what's fucked up about it is like that's going to take reviews like modern day reviews too, right? So I wonder if that skews it down. But then again, I don't know how it was received. I assumed it was received very well because there are multiple sequels to it. I'll go 86%. Oh, no, it's I'm, I'm wrong. It's yeah, it's critic score is what I wrote down. Critic score? Yep. I'll go 82 then. Yeah. 95. Critic score, 89. Audience score, 82. Whoa. I meant audience score. You put that in my mind, so I just feel like it's low. I feel like that's low. But that's still good, especially considering it's such an older movie. I feel like it's low, too. The Karate Kid 2. I haven't seen it, so I can't can't even guess. I'm not going to guess numbers, but I'm going to say higher on both counts. No. No. Unfortunately, okay. about half. 40s? 45 critic, 52 audience. I can see why that would have happened because again, it Similar. does follow the same pattern and you know, you wait 4 years for the sequel and it's not that much different than the one we saw 4 years Should ago. Should have named it the Karate Kid, the Karate Kid. <laughs> it would have <laughs> nailed it. Uh but if you watch them back to back now, I think it has a. I think it'll hit differently. I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm yeah, watching. You it. should from, watch from it. the clips that I saw. I was like, and I would be interested. I'm see it for the locations alone. I think I liked Karate Kid two a little better. Maybe I was a little older, and kind of like Daniel's character, I had aged for years, right, you know, and right. I was kind of in that same place, mm-hmm. and feeling real emotional, you know, all the time and all those hormones are flowing and, you know, but, uh, I'm definitely not being an apologist because I'm never going to apologize for loving it, but I am interested to know what you guys think about the second one. Having now watched the first one, I'd watch the second one, but the third one, credit kid part three, that one has to be half of what two was the (laughs) twenties. 
15% yeah. critic, 35% audience. It's not good. I remember that it. Sucks. I've seen it a couple of times, and I remember it being... What's the premise of that one? It loosely, I can't remember exactly, but it goes back to L.A., back to the guy that runs the Cobra Kai Dojo, and his sensei I see. comes to him and basically makes him feel... Because the, the whole Karate Kid 2, and much like the first, it took place over the course of like a week. It was like he was in Okinawa for a a month maybe yeah a while but uh-huh. not like years uh-huh. and he, so these movies are really close together in a time frame and the this guy's sensei comes back and humiliates him and we're going to bring back cobra kai and it's going to be even more and this, we're going to get revenge on Mr. Miyagi for humiliating the cobra uh-huh. kai because this the, the sensei from the first one and his sensei were ex-military guys from like they peaked in Vietnam yeah. and they loved it. And I uh, sorry to interject, but there was something I, that I noticed in the movie that I wanted to touch on. I thought it was really nice that like in the beginning of the movie when they're showing when they enter the Cobra Kai dojo and they show like um, that sensei like in his military uniform yeah. and stuff. I like that that's countered by Mr. Miyagi Yeah. later on in the movie when you discover that he was also mm-hmm. a soldier and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they're two completely different people. And yeah. I thought that was really, I thought that was Both a nice kind of different touch. products yeah. of war. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and how war can affect one person one way and someone else another. Uh, I thought it was a really positive. It message. really, really was. And it wasn't like it wasn't beat you over the head. It was just kind of right. like, oh man, I didn't even pick up on this. Yeah, when I watched exactly. it the first time. Um, but part three is like I don't even remember what happens. Yeah. I, I just remember the general. The premise. villain has a ponytail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that in the, in the stills. Like okay, okay. Like Karate Kid Part Four, the next Karate Kid. Probably better than the third. Probably right? better than the third. I would say thirty. 65%. Half again. Oh my God. 7% critic. Oh no. 14. That's uh, another 14 or 24% audience. Maybe we should have stopped it too. Yeah. And the Karate Kid 5, the 2010 version. Half again? No. Way better. It's the second best rated. 66 audience, 67 critic. I mean, it was fine, I guess. It just, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I felt like that was one of those things we don't, we don't need to fuck with. I'm just offended by how long ago it came out, but it feels like that. Not that much <laughs> it really does. It really doesn't feel like it's been that long. You guys want to touch on the game real quick? Sure. Sure. Uh, uh, you're the Karate Kid, Dave. I you, you are. I am. Thank you. So for you, when you said beat this in 16 minutes, and I'm like 45 minutes in on a hill in a in a windstorm, <laughs> like dying over and over and over again. So the first time I played this game. I got to stage four, which is the last stage in the game. And the second time I played this game, I beat the game. I think this is a really easy game. If you know some tricks to the NES that you can exploit. And my trick was keep as many sprites on the screen as possible. Don't engage them so that the game can't load any more sprites. And all you have to do is run. Mm. That's how I beat the game in 16 minutes. I had a the feeling. The task did it in three. 
Oh yeah, no, and I look because I I was like feeling pretty fucking good. I was like, what's the record on this? And it's like, well, I could submit my score and get seventy first, and still be Shit. six minutes behind seventy or whatever. Yeah. So it was one of those where it's like, this could be fun to speed run because I feel like it is one of those things. Like stage four, the entire time, it's like, okay, I got two guys behind me chasing me and a rock also chasing right. me. Just keep my speed so that those all those sprites are on the screen and nothing else will spawn. And then I just keep moving. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those where it's gotcha. like, if you're playing it the way the developer, Atlas, Persona, uh, <laughs> intended for you to play. I had a hard fucking time jumping. Very hard. I didn't hate it. It was fine. It was okay. But the control, the controls, like I had really, I died in the, the first pit I died in that multiple times trying to jump. Girl, same. <laughs> it's not a great game. I I don't think it control. I also don't think it controls very well. You have to you you have to press up to jump, mm. which is like a fighting game standard. But like in a action platformer, it's not a good time. Um, another huge complaint I have is if you get hit by an enemy you get bounced back simon belmont yes. doesn't have shit on no. the karate kid where you get bounced back, back fast and you get hurt you get bounced like back bad. and forth from two people like yeah. it's fucking nuts they it, juggle the shit out of it's you it's crazy and it's not like they're punching life. you it's just you're literally bouncing off of them yeah. it's like sonic spinball or something it's, <laughs> it's crazy yeah bad physics for sure and i think some of the hitboxes were tough and like being they able are. to like for example on some of the stage some of the second stage where you're like on a higher level up just slightly than the ones like a platform not a high up level but like your feet are at our level with their face right but if you do a sweep it doesn't hit them right and yeah. I don't like that shit. It's that they needed to correct that anyway. It's janky, and it's also like you can you can hit them clearly before you're you should be able to. Like like I would kick, yeah, anticipating where they were gonna be, uh-huh. and it's instead of when they're right on me, which I mean that's a, a typical video game thing, I guess. But it was like when they're getting hit, it's like, well, those pixels didn't touch. I'm They've just got, gonna kick yeah. in the general direction. If you happen to run into it, it's your fault, right? <laughs> and the, uh, of course, it has the crane kick that you can do, um, right? Which is the famous kick from the first movie that you know. But Daniel you get those learns. as like items, usable. The, items. Yeah, they're like you can you pick up little letter C mm-hmm. will fall out of a guy when you kill him and you pick it up and you can you can stockpile crane kicks which are more powerful. Mm-hmm. It's just weird because usually with most of the enemies one kick will and will do most of the damage. I guess the crane kick just finishes them in one. Yeah, it does. It finishes them in one. Uh and I was spamming them in the last in the last stage yeah. because it's like you also get a drum punch. That's from part two. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. that Because I yeah. was like a drum punch. What the fuck is that? It's very much like wax on. It's, it's, like the, it's the wax on, wax <laughs> off of Karate Kid 2. They had to come up with some wax on, wax off style thing for that movie. Gotcha. The drum punch That's is drum that. Punch. Okay. Yeah. I was going through it when it's like when those, whenever someone would come in front of me, it's like, okay, drum punch. And it would just like, 
instantly knock them out. So think about how the wax on, wax on thing made you feel a little bit Uh and maybe having to work a little hard to make it less convoluted in your own mind like I did. (laughs) Um, The drum punch doesn't ever feel not a little cringy. That's probably the cringiest part of part two. It's not that bad, but it's just one of those things that you can tell it's an obvious... It's a stretch. It's a stretch and it's obvious that they did it so that we would have a similarity to the wax on, wax off gotcha. moment. Gotcha. It's like, a knuckle puck. Yeah. But he has to learn. <laughs> see, he has to learn more, better, more better karate uh, in the second one to fight the more better karate men from Japan. And he's got to use so Japanese karate, not white karate. Right. So there's totally ma- exactly. There's montage after montage again. Uh, it's it again. It follows a very similar pattern in the first one, but the drum punch is much like the ice blocks. Oh, and the swinging thing, the hammer, the hammer, the swinging hammer from the second one as well. Uh, another one of those tests uh, that is is part of his training. Yeah, there are many games in the NES game mm-hmm. where uh, there are a lot of them. This game reminds me a lot of Virtual Bart. Um, <laughs> yeah, where I can it's see like that. You're, you're in this platforming stage, and then you enter a building, and it's like now you're playing a mini game. And there are three of them. There's the hammer dodge, where you've got they call it a hammer. To me, it looked like an anvil. It's oh. it's it's actually in the movie. I always thought of it as more of a of a big blade shit like a swinging blade it's on a pier it's on like a fishing pier uh-huh. and i can't remember it it's been a minute i can't remember exactly what it's just this big weighted thing i, I don't even know if it's a blade i want to say it's like a counterweight for a fish net oh okay so like if they're pulling off a f- you know a huge boat full of fish oh, like an anchor kind of ish yeah it's oh. like a it's like a it's almost like a um not a catapult, the the other thing. A trebuchet? A trebuchet. Trebucket? But it's like having, it's Trebuckets like. Trebuckets of fun. That thing, <laughs> I, if I remember right, that would be a thing that has the, the other end is what you would hook to a big heavy net of fish, and that's the counterweight okay. so they can pick it up and swing it around. Okay. Mr. Miyagi at one point is off meditating by himself, doing whatever he does to cope with, whatever's wrong. Right. And at some point he's he's practicing his dodge and Daniel decides he wants to do it and Mr. Miyagi's like, nah, don't. And of course later Daniel decides he's gonna try it anyway. Right. But that's what that's from. Okay. And then the ice. It's tough in the, it's tough in the game. Yeah. And like the mini games reward you Because you have to jump. Um, <laughs> Which is the hardest part of the game? Right. Actually, you you have to press A or B. Oh, is that right? Because I was jumping over it, and then I finally got hit, and it was like zero, and it's like oh fuck. And then in the instruction manual, they're like hit it. You can hit A or B. Um, I wouldn't have thought that at all. I wouldn't. Have it's either. like practicing those, those your, your dodge. Buttons. It's it's again goes to that drum punch thing. Yeah. So you're rewarded. Crane kicks and drum punches from doing the mini games, which is nice. Uh, the uh, other one was the chopping of ice, right? And the catching of flies with chopsticks, right? Which is the reference back to the first movie. I was curious. If one of two again. references to the first movie in this game called The Karate Kid. So, <laughs> uh, the 
crane kicks and drum punches, I thought were more useful because they also refill your health a little bit. Those are nice. Um, yes. So it's nice when that happens because when you are getting, when you do get sandwiched, you die really fast. Yeah. Mm, yeah, you do. Um, buy, rent, or birthday of the Corona Kid. I don't know. Depending on my age, I would have probably wanted this for my birthday. Yeah. I wouldn't have bought it. Of course, I didn't buy games, you know, anyway. Yeah. But uh, I would have wanted it for my birthday. I would have liked to have owned it, but then I probably would have gotten sick of it and put it away. Or rent. I wouldn't have rented it because I hadn't seen The Karate Kid. So it's kind of one of those. If I had like, seen the movie, I would have <clears throat> wanted to rent the game. Right. But yeah. But I mean, I think it would have been a fine rent. But if I had rented it, I wouldn't have wanted to buy it. Yeah. I, I would have absolutely asked for it for my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it's a good, it, it fits that niche. I can see that. Yeah. Marketing, baby. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it's an LJN game published by LJN. So you kind of, mm -hmm. I mean, I had a certain expectation for it before I played it. And I mean, it, as far as LJN games go, I feel like it was okay. It's not, I don't think it's a good game. I really don't. Yeah. I think it's pretty janky. I thought the mini games were, the mini games were kind of neat. I thought they were, yeah. I thought very uh, test your might, Mortal Kombat. Totally gave me those thing, vibes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, with the ice block and the yeah, ice block especially. works like a golf game yep. where you've got the sliding bar for power and it's like, okay, it's very simple, but I thought it looked good. Yeah. I thought they were animated. Those mini games were animated. Well, mm -hmm. um, I wish there were more of them. Three mini games kind of sucks. I feel like it yeah. would have been nice if you had like eight. It'd be yeah. cool. Especially considering there are four stages in the, in the game. Yeah. It's short. It's really short. And the first stage is the karate tournament from the first movie but that is like yeah i mean all you gotta do really just, just kick just once. kick the guys and it's <laughs> yeah. like fight four dudes and it's like okay well that's it's over. pretty simple i got beat up and died once on the last dude in the karate yeah. tournament but you know whatever uh there's a two-player mode not simultaneous uh, and then there's a 1v1 mode, which Henry and I tried out. And uh, it is not great. Yeah. One person plays Daniel, the other plays Chosen. And uh, you just have all, you have the punch and the kick. And that's it. So what it's we're like saying, what, we, what we've determined here is that we watched the wrong movie. Yeah, we watched the wrong movie. Because we didn't know. Not our fault. Not our fault. They didn't specify that did not this was title the game properly. Yeah. And I know that was a marketing thing. Yeah. I know that was like a well, if we put Karate Kid Part Two on the box and people haven't played, they're like, wait a minute, I haven't played Karate Kid Part One. I'm gonna be totally lost yeah. in the deep Karate Kid lore. That's <laughs> totally what marketing was thinking. And they're like, Fuzzy well, six. I've only played one of them. <laughs> exactly. Well, and what what year did this come out? This came out in nineteen. 87, which is one year after the Karate Kid Part so 2. So that's, that's why. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. There was no NES when the first Karate Kid movie came out. There barely was. Barely. I barely. mean, we could, we could have sussed this out probably, but yeah. there was, I mean, I, they fucking made a Dirty Harry game. That's true. <laughs> so. That is true. 
Do you guys have any achievements? Uh, I have a few. Go on. My first achievement is sweep the leg, mm-hmm. and that is beat the game using only leg sweeps. Impossible. Um, my second achievement is men who catch fly with chopsticks accomplish anything. Uh, fail to catch enough flies <laughs> to earn the bonus in the uh, fly catching mini game. That was my favorite mini game. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, my next one was ice to see you. Uh, chop through enough blocks of ice to earn the bonus. Stick around. Should have been around. the chopstick one. Damn <laughs> <laughs> it! Damn, that's a good. That is good. I really missed opportunity. God. <laughs> Sorry, I could help it. That's funny. That's funny as fuck. Uh, flawless victory. Beat the game in under 20 minutes. Dave got that one. <laughs> And then uh, my last one is, it's okay to lose to opponent, must not lose to fear. And uh, to earn that achievement, you get defeated in the karate tournament at the very beginning. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. I love it. Uh, I love that scene. And I know I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but the scene when Daniel and uh, Mr. Miyagi go to the dojo, I love, I love Mr. Miyagi in that scene. Cause like you, you watch him and he's very calm and, but he never breaks eye contact no. with the, Mm-mm. with the, the sensei from Cobra Kai. Not afraid of that motherfucker. No. And the, the sensei just knows this guy has to be afraid of me because I'm so much bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm so much and younger. younger. <laughs> yeah. But he's not. He yeah. stands up to him. And that's a good, again, a very good, wholesome Yeah, message. man. I love it. I love that I love that scene. That's mm-hmm. what probably my favorite scene in the movie, me too. honestly. Um, I have a few achievements. The first of which is the karate mid. In order to <laughs> unlock the karate mid, you fail to dodge the hammer four times. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, next achievement is uh, the comeback kid. In order to unlock the comeback kid, um, you pull out and come on Kim Kardashian's back. <laughs> Chris, Chris Pratt joke. Uh, you go from uh, Mario. He's Mario, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you go from one life to full by collecting uh, either crane kicks or the other one. Drum punches. Drum punches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last achievement I have is uh, the chosen one. Uh, in order to unlock the chosen one, uh, defeat chosen in stage four. All right. You fight him a bunch. He's like the end boss for three of the levels. Well, he gets into it a bunch with him in the movie. So that tracks. Okay. I've got four. First one is Steve Irwin. You unlock Steve Irwin by saving all your crane kicks. Not uh-huh. using any. Save all the cranes. See what you did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quicksilver. Get that by just running through the level, not killing anybody, just running, win. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Hey. uh, Use 20 drum punches. (laughs) And then my last one is... Spider-Man is referenced in the movie, so (laughs) we can can connect these things. Spider-Man. My last one is... Ganon has returned. Uh, You unlock that by falling in the pit because it looks just like... Link in Zelda 2, whenever you die, it's the same animation, and then it automatically goes to black, just like there. You are so. correct. That is absolutely right. I didn't catch that. That's all I got. 
how much do you guys think this game is? If you were to buy it loose used, what would you pay for the Karate Kid on the NES? Four dollars. Four bucks. I was gonna say five dollars. Five bucks. Actual retail value I hope of four fifty. <laughs> <laughs> the Karate Kid for the NES loose on average, according to PriceCharting.com, at the time of this recording, is eight dollars and eighty cents. In twenty twelve, you could have picked this up for eighty eight cents. Mm. Wow. Uh-huh. Ten That's times. <laughs> That's inflation, baby. Stonks. Stonks. <laughs> um, what do you think Flopsy Jr. gave the Karate Kid? Mm. I don't know how much like more padded and generous um, Flopsy Jr. Is, is in relation to Flopsy, but I'm going to say that this game is common and that they gave it two and a half stars common two and a half stars i'll be slightly different and then say very common two stars according to totally not pulling anything up on the fly here because I absolutely have the book in front of me and can read from the uh-huh. cover no problem it, I don't have to do a search for the title According to Flopsy Jr., a.k.a. the Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NES Library by Pat Contry, courtesy of Big Dick Pie Baker Chris mm-hmm. Vaughn, The Karate Kid, three stars common. A little high. It is a little, a little high. high. I feel like this is a very two-and-a-half-star game. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's right down the middle for me, which is great for LJN. That's a yeah. great LJN yeah, that's game. It's a banger. <laughs> it, is a, it is a certified banger. Correct. I agree with that. What do you guys want to play next? Mm. Dick Tracy came up last episode. Would you like to do that, or would you like to r- do something else, or randomize an SNES game? Was is Dick Tracy an NES game or a Super NES game? Dick Tracy is an NES game. Do we want to get back on? Uh, the old program, the SNES train. I'm fine with. I'm fine with anything. I I was just thinking. I would like to get back to the SNES. Okay. I like the path we're going, so I think we should bite a bullet. Okay. Do toys. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Boy. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. I mean, fine. fine. <laughs> we don't have to. No, it's gotta, have gotta to happen. happen. I'd also be just as willing to do Spider-Man, X-Men, Arcade's Revenge, but on my wants list for a long time. Well, let's keep the movie train rolling. Okay, toys. Like you said, we got to do it eventually. Mm-hmm. Is there toys. a Mrs. Doubtfire game? Boy, I'd rather watch only. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Boy, if only. Okay. All right. We'll do it. We'll do it. So there is Joan Cusack is in it. I can at least enjoy that much of it. <sighs> Toys. <laughs> <sighs> Toys. All right. Final answer. Locked in. Toys, Toys. it is. Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give the Karate Kid for the NES a beard, what kind of beard would you give it? I would give it Will Smith's goatee from I Am Legend. Oh, it's a, I like that movie. In that the movie and the source material are totally different. They are very different. <laughs> so for it to be the Karate Kid, 
But playing from the Karate Kid 2, it's very different. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you were to give this... Tyler. Yes, sir. If give game glasses, what glasses? Why? <sighs> Wind tunnel goggles. Mm-hmm. Because of the hurricane you're through. Say do not Going through the most of the game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we didn't talk about the typhoon level where birds... I mean, you mentioned bird, fighting birds, birds and, and sticks. sticks. <laughs> it's, a, it's a level. Imagine double dragon physics with wind you're you're walking against the wind the entire time and sticks and birds are being blown back into you while you're fighting guys that's it okay straight out of the movie yeah yeah okay i don't know about the birds and sticks occasional cabbages <laughs> there's a the cat that would track that's actually relevant there's a big scene involving a hurricane in karate kid 2 okay a big important Scene. Okay. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> the typhoon teaches him the drum punch. <laughs> <laughs> it takes the form of Mr. Miyagi's father. <laughs> typhoon, shit. the summon. From uh -huh. when, when Mr. Miyagi's father dies, he becomes Typhoon. <laughs> Fuck. And teaches Daniel the, <laughs> the karate kid lore is so punch. deep and rich. It's <laughs> it Japan for you. <laughs> Thanks for, oh, say what? Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, not Stitcher, not SoundCloud, but on Spotify, YouTube, all over the goddamn place. Uh, our theme song yeah. is Moves by Sigmund Drive. I'm back track from the show There's lots of other shit, but most important is that Patreon. Oh, that's my cue. Um, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash tadpog or pisstasters.com. Taste the piss. I said that earlier for the Discord. Yeah, it's fine. The it's taste the piss they, dot com is Discord, right? They can, they can taste as much piss as they want. I'm a, I'm cool with it. Yeah, hell I'm cool yeah. with all the piss yeah. tasting. <laughs> if they want to taste, I mean, taste do away. it responsibly, but taste don't as even, much as you want. It's piss. Don't even do it responsibly. I don't care. We're not doctors. This is not medical device. <laughs> yeah. Device? It's definitely not medical device. This is not device of medicine. <laughs> But if you would like to donate money, you yeah. can go there and do so. Uh, for as little as a dollar, you can pick up some of our bonus content that we've put out there over the years. Uh, some really good stuff there. Definitely a lot enough to pass a lot away a lot of time. Very much so. Uh, there's some very long Piss it away. runs, like mm -hmm. uh, tabletop runs and mm -hmm. uh, really good stuff that Tyler's <laughs> crafted. There's some mm -hmm. naughty episodes on there. Mm -hmm. Naughty episodes. Just too, too randy for... Uh, for Eventually the main Lily theme. doing commercials for a sex hotline, but not nearly, <laughs> not nearly as Randy as Acid Randy. But we do have uh, a group of folks, fine folks that we refer to as our executive producers. These people donate twenty dollars or more per month to the show, and uh, we're going to read their names as part of a list that I do every week because we love them and want to make sure they are properly acknowledged. Mm -hmm. Starting with Plinko, Nick Price, Cubicle Monkey, Enthusiast Jeff Miners, Gamebug Prime, Nathan Eaton, Matt Gentile, aka Gentle G, Louisville Correspondent, Princess Consuela, Banana Hammock, Flavor Trick, Taryn Dahl, congratulations on your marriage, Pinball Airplane, Archmage, Chris Edler, we're sorry you couldn't be on this episode, Sandwich Pope, Phil Hawkins, Drinksmith Joy Webster, and Derek Pope Sandwich. 
You'd think I'd have this list memorized by now, but I, would, I don't. I definitely wouldn't have it memorized. I've gotten so. better at reading it. Yeah, great. I liked it with a lot. The, with Terrence, it's like many words. Mm-hmm. I always So stumbled. many goddamn, all the syllables. All Was Grimbeck on that list? I feel like he said something to me like last time I oh. streamed. Didn't he? He did. Grim. Yeah, he should. Last be. time I should. Grim, I'm sorry. Usurper Grim. I forgot to put your name back on my list. Uh, but Usurper Grim is also uh, one of our many executive producers. Uh, I'm going to add your name back here right now. Thank you for bringing that up, Tyler. Usurper uh, Grim. That's. Donation so nice, I had to read his name mm-hmm. twice because I left him out of last week's <laughs> list. Hey, you boys, want to close it out by thanking Dane? Oh, thanks, uh, Dane. Yeah, as always. I know Dane had a little Tropical problem. <laughs> Tropical Dane and Corn. We Dane had a little bit of a technical problem getting the show up last week, but he got that over. I think he is working on getting that fixed. If it hasn't been fixed by now, we'll figure it out. But thank you all the same for your hard work on that. Now. How do we close it out? Oh, you close it out, Mr. Miyagi. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but just Tyler does it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so I had the thought. This has nothing to do with how we close it out. But Henry has strep throat right now. Oh. So tomorrow I'm gonna try to get him to watch toys with me. Because <laughs> he's like down and can't fight back as much. Or? No, I just want to see. Like, I know how fast he would nope out when he's not sick, but when he is sick, I just want to see like how many seconds it lasts for toys. All right, all right. <laughs> so, Kenna uh, was complaining about her hurt when she peed, so we thought she had a UTI yeah. a few weeks ago. No, 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 strep throat. That worked its way down. Oh my God! I didn't know. Didn't that know could it was a happen. thing. Did not yeah. either. Mm-hmm. Goodness sakes! To get her on those antibiotics. Yep. Yeah. Okay. She's all good now, but yeah, we were perplexed. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so like Pat Morita, Trouble Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna do a Charles Ng thing like 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 uh, Zabrowski does. Tadpog is hosted and produced by Tyler Holland, Dave Moore, and Ian Chandler, and is available wherever fine podcasts are hosted. Have a question or comment for the hosts? Call us at 270-883-2555 and leave us a voicemail. We'll even play it on the show and respond eventually want to send us something you can do that at tadpog studios care of nicole nance p.o box 3785 paducah kentucky 42002 sick of us doing all the talking you can join in on the conversation by visiting our discord at bit.ly slash tadpog discord or tastethepiss.com not many things are truly free these days but our discord is and we'd love to see you there Our theme song is Moves by Sycamore Drive, and a link to that track can be found at the show notes at tadpog.com. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting platform. We really appreciate it. Uh, Now, a dramatic reading.
Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Mm. Grab my glasses. I am out the door. I am going to hit this city before I leave. Brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Because when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. I'm talking pedicure on our toes, toes, trying all our clothes, clothes. Boys, blowing up our phones, phones. Drop, topping, playing our favorite CDs, pulling up the parties, trying to get a little bit. See, don't stop. Make it pop. It's Kesha. Is it Kesha? Kesha. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. You know, she has like almost a 200 IQ. I did not know. She's that. really smart. She fucks ghosts. That's a requirement on all ghost dating apps. <laughs> What's your 200 plus? <laughs> At least. GM Spirit Speak. You gotta have a good. good the ghosts are like, look, you have to be really smart, otherwise, people won't believe that you're having sex with us. <laughs> it's very important. Oh, but wait, you're Kesha. Shit. <laughs> people are gonna have. I love Kesha. People are gonna oh, have I a problem too. because your image, they're gonna just think you were really drunk and not really having sex with a ghost. But you're Kesha, so we'll let you in. To the app. Patrick Swayze, they'll believe. Yeah, they would believe him if he were, you know, alive to tell. (laughs) Sometimes improv just ain't my thing. (laughs) 